Free Talk Live. It is the live Saturday edition of the program, and you can take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number at 1-800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line for you, 800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features there are completely free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that is freetalklive.com. It's Ian here with you, by the way. And Mark. Uh, all right, let's start things out by going to a special guest on the line. We have him on from time to time on the program. Jim Babka is the president of DC.org. Uh, Jim, welcome back to Free Talk Live. Boy, it's great to be here, and I haven't been on on a Saturday night for a long time, so this is awesome. I thought we had you on Saturday night last time, but I'm not keeping track. So <laughs> anyway, either way, welcome, welcome aboard, and every time you come on, we have new radio stations, and so... For instance, our listeners in Tampa are now hearing the Downsize DC message, I think, for the first time. Uh, we've got WFLA down there and, of course, 39 other stations from coast to coast. Uh, so let's introduce the newbies. Uh, Jim, what's Downsize DC? Well, DownsizeDC.org gives citizens an opportunity to uh, communicate with their representatives and senators in a convenient, easy-to-use, free way. Uh, you simply put, type in your contact information. The system tells you who your representative and two senators are, and you're able to send a message. And we tell you uh, what's going on with those issues. We try to make it brief and short and to the point, provide more detail for those people that want it uh, so they can quickly get up to speed on an issue, communicate with their congresspersons uh, in, their, in their bathrobe from their home, and, uh, and do so no. as part of an ever-growing army. Right now, 23,500-plus strong. So that's why it's different, because anybody can go and write their congressperson, but this actually combines your efforts with other people's efforts all going in the same direction. And uh, but don't forget that nobody ever does write their congressperson. Um, well, for the and, most part, and this yeah. makes it very, very easy. I use it uh, a couple times a week. Jim? Yes, yes, it does, it does that, <laughs> and it does it for free. And it does it better than ever now because uh, the reason I uh, contacted you to bring you on the program, beyond the fact that we haven't had you on for a little while, is uh, you've totally revamped the DownsizeDC.org website. Yeah, I'm very, very excited about this. This, uh, this new uh, website is going to give us a lot of potential and capability uh, that we never had before. You know, we came up with this idea back in late 2003 and, and built a website in the first half of 2004 and launched it uh, that July. So we've been doing this uh, as of last uh, weekend, uh, last Monday, four years now, and generated well over a million messages to Congress, and that was great. But we had built basically uh, the equivalent of a Yugo uh, to take <laughs> on a cross-country trip and back, and then back again, and then back yet again. And uh, it was uh, it was uh, showing signs of strain, to be perfectly blunt about it. And mm. uh, now we have a platform that is much more robust. Uh, we have a full development system that we're going to be able to add lots of new features in the future, and already some of those features are, are available right there at the website. Let's talk about some of those new features, because you sent out an email sort of announcing some of them, and one of them you would mentioned a long time ago, and I don't think it ever really got rolling, and it sounded really interesting to me. Not only does DownsizeDC.org focus on lobbying the Congress uh, scumbags to actually vote in a more pro-liberty fashion, but it also is going to have a different component now that's going to talk about how great the marketplace is, right? Yeah, we have a sister organization. It's the same team, it's the same people, but the tax law requires us to... Uh uh, to structure things this way, called the Downsize DC Foundation, and the emphasis of that organization is completely uh, educational in nature. And we wanted to begin to show people how uh, the market and how human beings working in voluntary fashion uh, can get a whole lot more accom accomplished 
uh, with far more efficiency uh, and uh, far less coercion and, and uh, much more humanely. I think it's and great so, because uh, it's so easy for us to sit here and us on this show and you at Downsize DC and, and uh, pick out all the awful things that are going on with government because there's never a shortage. Uh, but, you know, to actually focus on the wonders of the marketplace and how the, uh, you know, the, again, as you say, voluntary interaction produces the most amazing things and such great wealth and really, uh, really promote that and uh, be, you know, shouting that from the rooftops. I think that's a pretty cool idea. Idea. Yeah, we have uh, inventors, entrepreneurs, and, and even people just working together in charitable situations that are solving uh, problems, some of the most pressing problems that we have before us today, and doing so with just uh, a tremendous grace. You know, we want to give them credit. We had somebody call the show recently. I'd like you to address this, uh, you know, since you're here and, and this is what we're talking about. Uh, somebody had called the show to suggest that if it weren't for government, then certain scientific, like science, would not be funded. Like, if it weren't for government, we would have no one researching cancer cures and stuff like that. What do you have to say to that? Well, there was actually a study that I just read, uh, or there's actually a guy that's written two books on this subject, uh, and I, his, most of his work has been focused on what's happening in England. Uh, but he's come to exactly the opposite conclusion, that the, uh, the more government involvement there is in science, the less happens. I, I, there's an old line from the West Wing TV show that I'm very fond of, that is, if government had waged a war on polio, we'd have the best iron lungs imaginable. <laughs> and so I, I think we have to, uh, we've got to give credit where credit's due here, that the market can handle these things as well and, and do so much more efficiently. Uh, the idea that scientific progress would stop, for example, pharmaceutical companies invest lots of their money in trying to come up with new ways uh, to, to, solve, to cure diseases because it's in their profitable interest to do so. Uh, charitable organizations also raise vast sums of money uh, to do research. And so, no, it, we don't really need the government to do this. And let's not forget the most important point of all, all that money that the federal government is spending on science research was originally our money. Mm. So true. So what's going on with Downsize DC? Beyond the whole relaunch of the website, what are uh, you know, two of the key issues you guys are focusing on right now? Well, you know, I, I'm really concerned about what's going to happen here as we look forward into the future. You know, who are we going to have as president? And, uh, you know, depending on who we have as president, we need to really be in a position to begin to address the issues that are coming up. For example, if, it's, if it is Barack Obama, uh, we've already Seems begun likely. our first... Uh, yeah, we have already begun our first set of issues in that instance and in dealing with the health care problem. There will be other issues that we come up with in the future, but we have, uh, first of all, put up a campaign that calls for doing no harm. That's the physician's first rule, and it's a rule that we hope Congress abides by. We think they, uh, Congress attempting to socialize the system further will do more damage to it. And second, we've come up with a campaign to back a Ron Paul bill, which would actually encourage the use of uh, health savings accounts uh, uh, primarily through tax incentive, allowing us to uh, uh, to keep more of our money. Uh, basically, as we like to put it, rob your insurance company and uh, and begin to build up a, a health savings account and uh, have a much more affordable uh, health insurance and more insurance available to more people because this program is much more affordable overall. And so, those are the first two steps that we've taken in, in terms of you know confronting an Obama campaign. On the McCain side, you know, I think we have to look primarily at foreign policy. And uh, we have promoted a brand-new campaign. It's our most recent campaign on Iraq, uh, calling for a national referendum. Let's let the Iraqi people decide whether or not they want us to stay. We did give them <laughs> democracy and the ability to vote. Let's let them take a vote. 
That sounds like a really great idea because I um, I know what the polling data shows. They want us out of there. Ninety like percent. Yeah, and, and and a good percentage of them don't mind the idea of using violence in order to get us out. People that might be tuning in for the very first time, Jim, have just heard you talk about how you've got you know campaigns to respond to Barack Obama and campaigns for John McCain. This is not a Republican or Democrat organization, is it? No, this is in fact it's not an independent or a libertarian organization either. It's, it is a nonpartisan organization, or as we prefer to say, transpartisan. We uh, we're very much committed to principles, not parties and personalities. I love that about DownsizedDC.org, because what you do is you've got these great issues that a lot of people are just going to agree with right off the bat. I mean, for instance, you guys are always promoting the Read the Bills Act, which is something that anybody should agree with, as long as they aren't yeah, a politician we, or the you know somebody who's employed by a politician. What is right, the Read the Bills? We consider that the ultimate transpartisan issue on our part. This is an issue that cuts across all party lines, and it's an example of how... We can be united as a people and really deliver change that can make a difference uh, if we can step out of the, po- the partisan cement shoes that we're, we're stuck in right now. You know, right now, if, if a Democrat proposes it, it must be a good, I- uh, good idea or a bad idea, depending on whether or not I'm a Democrat. Uh, mm. And uh, we've just got to get out of that stinking thinking and move on to something that is, that is yeah. much more concrete. It's not is- even thinking. That doesn't even qualify as thinking. That's just mindless, <laughs> mind-numbing uh, obedience, basically, to... to- so, yeah, but you know, if, if we get if we pick a side in the partisan game, then we automatically forego you know half or a third of the population uh, isn't going to want to hear what we have to say, yep. and so we try to be, let's we'll say, an equal opportunity offender. Let's talk about the Read the Bills Act because it is uh, one of the pinnacles I think that you guys are out there promoting, and I want to bring you back here, Jim. If you got time, you do. Yeah, so definitely. All right, hang on. More with Jim Babka. He's the president of DownsizedDC.org. Head over there right now if you're in front of your computer. Take a look at the website. Get signed up. We'll talk more about that with him and take your calls if you've got one uh, for Jim, 800-259-9231. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Mark. Join us online at freetalklive.com. The features on the site, they are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. The features include live streams. We've got a broadband version of the show and a dial-up version, both free for you at freetalklive.com. Travel less and meet online. There's no more important uh, thing to so many people today than cutting down on their traveling, and WebEx can help you with that. Go to webex.com and enter the promo code 600 to start your free trial of WebEx. That's webex, W-E-B-E-X.com. Use the promo code 600 to start your free trial of WebEx today. It allows uh, you to show your desktop to the people you're meeting with. So you can do a little PowerPoint presentation right there on their desktop, and you can handle it right there. So it's like you're giving a presentation in front of them. Pretty cool. 800-259-9231. That is the number for you. We go back to Jim Babka. If you've got a question for Jim, he is the president of DownsizedDC.org, one of the few organizations out there that's actually having some uh, some success at lobbying these Congress people for actual you know pro-liberty <coughs> votes. Uh, you guys have had some success in the past, and you're going to have more in the future. In fact, you've been growing and and adding more DC downsizers to your uh, to your dispatch list, which is your 
great email list that keeps people up to date on uh, what's going on with Downsize DC and the new issues that uh, you guys are coming out and focusing on. And, of course, for those just tuning in, DownsizeDC.org is an interesting tool, and it's so easy to use. It allows you to go register one time with all your information, and then it takes uh, that information, and when you want to get active on an issue – uh, as Downsize DC again sends out these emails, you just click and sign in and click again, and it's like, you know, just a matter of seconds before you've sent out customized emails, or rather, not even emails. Uh, the Downsize DC software essentially fills out the web forms on these congresspeople's websites, thereby saving you a whole lot of time and sending off, a, you know, again, a custom crafted message to advocate a pro-liberty position on whatever it is the uh, the issue of the day might happen to be. And there's always something new you guys are focusing on over there at DownsizeDC.org, Jim. And, of course, people can go and they can get registered for free right now and they can see what it's all about. But one of the things you guys are really focusing on, I think, over there, and, and you have been for a number of years and you will continue, is the Read the Bills Act. And you touched on it a few moments ago, but let's talk a little more about what exactly it is. Well, the Read the Bills Act comes in two parts. First of all, there actually is a requirement to read the bills for Congress to actually read their own bills because, believe it or not, they don't do so. Uh, We say that they have to uh, sign an affidavit if they want to vote yes to spend more money or create or keep a current program or pass a new law that says they have read or they've heard read the bill. And the heard read portion basically means that the quorum, 50% plus one, are required under the Read the Bills Act. Uh, to sit and listen to a word-for-word, in-order reading by the clerk of the bill out loud. Uh, and we, we that got that in there to slow them down. It uh, seems totally they, reasonable because uh, they expect the American people to know what laws they're passing, yet they themselves don't have any idea. Yeah, if you go into court, the, the judge would say ignorance of the law is no excuse. And uh, so then what's the excuse for your congressman? Mm. Uh, we say that they have to sit and listen to the bill, and we do that so that we could slow them down. And the second part of the bill, the second group that's able to read the bill, are talk show hosts like yourself, watchdog groups like DownsizedDC.org, the American people, because we require a seven-day waiting period after the final reading before they can vote to pass it, during which the bill has to be posted online for everybody to be able to see. And uh, we've given this bill teeth. We've said, hey, look, you know, because a lot of people say, well, they're, you know, they, they aren't going to do those two things. Well, fine. Uh, under this law, uh, they can choose not to do those two things. They can waste their time and pass something into law. And if you're taken to court and charged with a crime or, or involved in a civil action where this law was passed and you're, you're able to present the evidence to the judge and say, hey, look, they didn't follow the procedure that they set down in Congress, and the judge can rule the case null and void. The law is, is of no effect. And so that is the Read the Bills Act in some, and uh, we don't expect to pass this uh, with anything other than overwhelming uh, resistance-numbing force. We want to get so many people involved in what we're doing that Congress is just forced, first of all, to try to say no to this and eventually just decides it can't and they have to pass it. And uh, we believe we're going to do that, but it's going to continue to take more and more growth, building the downsized D.C. Army. And we've posted that number. It's so important to us. We've posted that number right beneath our name, right there on our brand-new website. I like that. People that are in our Army now. What uh, what has the growth been like? You said DownsizedDC.org has been around for four years. Uh, What's it been like, I mean, comparing the first year to this year and – Well, we started off with 11,800 D.C. downsizers four years ago. Those were people that were on an old uh, campaign email list that we inherited, and uh, not all of them were there because they were interested in our idea, and a lot of them have left. Uh, We have very high attrition rate because we send out messages uh, a few times a week. Not everybody wants to hear that often about what Congress is doing. 
Uh, but for those that are interested and those that are passionate, we're now up over 23,500. In a good month when we started, uh, we had about one out of every four, if we were doing really well that month, uh, of our subscribers sending a message to Congress. Today, that uh, number is more than two and a half times, two and a half times for every single subscriber. Hmm. So, uh, you know, it's been a huge shift. And uh, last month in uh, June, uh, we generated 70,000-plus messages to Congress. Now, um, besides generating messages, which are great, but the end result is to, you know, downsize D.C., what, what kind of results have you seen in that arena? I mean, you know, toot your own horn here, if you would. Well, we've had uh, 11 different uh, things that we point to as successes uh, during our time here. Uh, only one of those times was it actually to pass a law, which was a law disclosing uh, how government is spending its money in a uh, kind of a Google-like database fashion. Uh, the first stages of that have ju- were just implemented earlier this year. Uh, and, but that's all happened since 2006. Most of the time it's been stopping uh, bad legislation from passing. And uh, we've also, by introducing things like the aforementioned uh, Read the Bills Act, the One Subject at a Time Act, the Write the Laws Act, by our su- support of the Enumerated Powers Act, we're beginning to advance an agenda that's opening up people's eyes and educating them. You'd be amazed how many people don't know uh, that Congress doesn't read their bills, and they get very upset when they find it out. And it mm. just opens up uh, uh, the possibility to begin discussing, you know, uh, how bad Congress is and what we can begin to do about it. And so uh, we feel with those, those victories, you know, they're, they're, we feel kind of modest about them at this point because most of those victories were achieved in coalition, and we weren't necessarily the leader in those coalitions. Uh, we played an important role in a couple of them, but we weren't necessarily the leader. Uh, that uh, you know, we'll still soon have our own victories that we can claim. But uh, we've got, we have participated and worked with others, and I can tell you that the organizations that we've worked with in coalition have been very, very glad to have Downsize DC on board and have uh, given us a great deal of praise. Uh, for our work. You know, one of the things I think that really sets DC.org apart from some of the other pro-liberty organizations that might be active in Washington, D.C., uh, I think that one of the things that's really cool is that you aren't really using the system. The downsized D.C. experience doesn't uh, suggest that you have to go and jump through a bunch of hoops in that you don't have to go and get qualified to run for office and then hope to you know, campaign and get a bunch of votes in order to get your ideas out there. This just uses the you know, the, the pressure of the public voice of each individual, uh, again, getting in touch with these rep- so-called representatives and letting it be known how they heard. And you, you essentially use the term downsized D.C. Army, where if you just keep growing that number, these guys are going to get overwhelmed by a pro-liberty viewpoint that they just aren't going to hear anywhere else. And it's going to come in in such a, an amazing fashion, they're not going to be able to ignore it anymore after you get to a certain point, and maybe already. Ian, that's a really important point. Is that the music? It is. We'll bring it <laughs> back, I'd like though. to pick up on that point if we could. All right. Hang on, Jim. More with Jim Babka from DownsizedDC.org. If you've got a question for him, we'll only have him here for a few more minutes. So you should get on the line here at 800-259-9231. And then uh, we'll talk a little bit about those politicians. Uh, we'll compare them to regular thieves. It's an interesting comparison from uh, Lysander Spooner. More coming up. You take control. This is Free Talk Live. One of the bonuses you'll get as a Free Talk Live amplifier is access to our classic archives. For just $3 a month, you can become an amplifier, and you'll help us get on more radio stations and MP3 players. Get the details at amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp.freetalklive.com. 
This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can bring up what you want via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. It's the live Saturday edition of the program. It's 1-800-259-9231, and it's Ian here with you. And Mark. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features are free, including the updates. Get signed up, and we keep you in the loop whenever there's something you need to know about Free Talk Live. Just go to updates.freetalklive.com to get on the list for free. That's updates.freetalklive.com. If you have a company that needs to try something new in the area of collections, SACL CAI does collections, they do early out billing, and they purchase charged-off receivables. SACL's employees are trained in resolving issues for your clients and treating them with respect. They know that not only do you want to collect your money, but you want to keep your clients, too. SACL CAI. You can see their banner at freetalklive.com. We go back to Jim Babka, the president of DownsizedDC.org, talking about the excellent work that is very pro-liberty that Downsize DC is doing in, uh, well, DC, uh, in order to pressure these Congress people to actually start at least considering, uh, for now, the pro-liberty viewpoint. Uh, and you're growing your Downsize DC army every single month. New people are joining your ranks, and they're using the DownsizedDC.org system, which is totally free, to send off their viewpoint uh, to, which is uh, hopefully going to be the pro liberty viewpoint to the uh, to their congress critters as they've been called but uh, jim you were making a point before we went away i want to make sure you had a chance to finish that and then we'll talk to uh, somebody who's on the line wants to talk to you go ahead sir yeah you talked about you know getting involved in campaigns and how difficult and challenging that is and expensive and, and unlikely to succeed and so on and so forth and uh we point out in a, a book that we now distribute called the downsize dc vision uh to every brand new donor uh it's a very almost the very first uh thing we say in the book that Albert Einstein said that the way that he discovered the theory of relativity when asked, he said, I ignore an axiom. And uh, the axiom that we, I believe, have to ignore is that we have to elect the right people in order to change things. And if you just take that out and you say, okay, well, if we didn't have to, then, then what else might be possible? And uh, that's largely how we came up with Downsize DC. It's, an, it's another approach uh, that we believe is much more important. All the different things that we've seen people try over the years uh, we think there's an essential ingredient missing. The axiom that we believe people should be focused on is building an army so large that Congress cannot afford to ignore it, so big that it can get the message out everywhere, every day, so that people can begin to identify with it, understand it, appreciate it, and value it. And in order to do that, you've got to have the army. The army seems to be the key to everything, including getting people elected. So Absolutely. So D.C., we're focused on building the army. It's part of uh, of this larger movement of popularizing that we're part of here on this program is popularizing the pro-liberty viewpoint. Uh, the more popular liberty becomes, the more these politicians are going to start running out in front of the liberty parade and saying, hey, I've been out here the whole time. Exactly. So let's go to your phone, uh, the phone calls here. Joe is on the line listening to WFTL in Florida. Joe, you're on Free Talk Live. Yes, sir. How are you doing? You're on with Jim Babka, Joe. Hey, listen, I like, this, I like what I hear, and I've been getting involved with the political setup down in South Florida. I was also involved with the political setup in New York. They're all the same. <laughs> <I've>, <laughs> there's three major issues. Now that, I'm be, now that I'm getting to the point where I'm going to be retiring soon, number one is the free medical I don't get, Social Security, and the illegals. What a sham. The name of the game is, is greed. I listen to all the people down here. I hear what's going on. The politicians don't have the nerve, the backbone, the, I don't want to say the other word, to just uh, tell them, hey, enough is enough, and, you know, enough is enough. I don't want to pay. I see what's going on. I don't want to pay for people that don't, not even born here. And I want to know, what do you guys, you know, you sound good. What do I do? Give me an idea. Can I go online now and start seeing what's going on, the links and all of the other, you know, 
That's why I'm talking to you guys and that guy, Jim. Jim? Well, definitely go to DC.org right now and, uh, and use our system. You can slip your toe in the water. You can sign up for our Downsizer Dispatch list and just check us out. Or you can go to our campaigns page. There's a link right there at the top of the page. You can go to one of our campaigns, choose an issue that motivates you, register and send a message there, and you'll begin receiving the Downsizer Dispatch. And you can follow the progress on that and other issues that we're dealing with right now. And in regards to NERV, you know, one of the inspiring moments for us, one of the reasons we started DownsizeDC.org was the Medicare prescription drug vote back in 2003. And without rehashing that whole story, basically it comes down to two congressmen who had pledged that they were not going to vote for that bill, who under intense pressure, both of them freshmen, flipped. And uh, we thought to ourselves, what if we could have been there letting them know we were paying attention, letting them know we were listening, letting them know that their vote mattered, would they have succumbed to the pressure? We tend to think in this one particular instance, no, and then we began to wonder how many other instances there are like that. So sometimes, on occasion, a congressman knows to do the right thing and just doesn't do it because he doesn't think he's going to get credit for it. We want to be sure that they know people are paying attention, and that's how we build our army at DownsizeDC.org. Joe, uh, thank you, Joe, for the call tonight. Jim, how about um, the other focus of DownsizeDC.org? Beyond uh, comp- or beyond rather uh, getting in touch with the so-called representatives, you guys are also doing some media outreach from time to time. Yeah, I mean, we're, you know, we're appearing on shows like this, and we're going to begin uh, here in the very near future, beginning to do various types of advertising and stuff like that to expand. And uh, so, you know, we really do want to get to the point where we have this message out everywhere, every day. The Army has a purpose, and it's not simply just, you know, lobbying Congress. We really want to create an environment where people recognize uh, our ideas and our values of small, limited government, and they embrace them and support them and promote them. Well, beyond you... That's not going to happen without getting the message out. Right. Now, beyond you appearing on different shows, um, as I recall, there have been some recent instances where you've used the Downsize DC system to actually have your uh, D.C. downsizers get in touch with people in the media and kind of put the, uh, the pro-liberty viewpoint out to them directly. Yeah, we've been experimenting with that a little bit, and, I, and, and we're, gonna, you know, we're trying to learn how to do this the best possible way. The most recent example was with Keith Olbermann. Uh, you know, we, on the, FI, the recent FISA Amendments Act, we only lost two Democrats. One of those two Democrats, coincidentally, I, I don't think it's coincidence, was running for president of the United States. He's the nominee of the Democratic Party, and he flip-flopped. Uh, he opposed this issue and uh, flip-flopped uh, uh, now in his quote-unquote run to the middle. And uh, Keith Olbermann, who runs a nightly infomercial for the Obama campaign uh, on MSNBC, uh, was giving him cover, was explaining how and why this was just so brilliant. Uh, when just uh, seven months ago, uh, he was saying how evil and heinous anybody was that was supporting uh, these, these, this very same bill. Hmm. So we called him on it. We had our people begin to write him. And, and you know what, Ian, I really believe, because I watched that commentary three times, including when it was playing live, I'm convinced, based on the way he promoted it in the days that led up to his uh, special comment, that he soft-pedaled it a great deal. He got a lot of negative feedback. And uh, we weren't alone. There were other people that spontaneously started organizing yeah. the same way we did. But uh, uh, that was one instance of us trying to lobby the media, and I think we had some moderate success there. I think so, and as you said, it's the very beginning, so you guys are really doing some great work. Again, DownsizeDC.org. Jim, is there anything else you wanted to touch on tonight? No, that's it. It's always great to come on here. I salute you guys. Congratulate you for 40 stations. That's just that's awesome. I remember when. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> remember we started out on, I think it was three stations. One yeah. of them was six watts. <laughs> <laughs> you guys have come a long way, and, you, and every bit of it's deserved, so congratulations. Yeah, thank you. Thanks, Jim. We'll have you back as always, and have a great weekend, okay? 
Thank you. Keep up the great work. Jim Babka, DownsizeDC.org. Get over there. Get registered. You know, I am not a political guy. I used to be involved in the Libertarian Party. I've given up on that at this point. I've moved to New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project. I could give a flip, honestly, what happens in Washington, D.C. But Jim Babka and DownsizeDC.org are it's such a great idea, and it makes it so easy for me to get involved. I just feel like I still have to go ahead and just click those buttons to send out those messages because they are having some success and if if some decisions can be made that will uh, result in the enslavement of fewer people then i certainly support that and uh, nobody else is really getting anywhere i mean the libertarian party's been failing for three decades they are not doing anything downsized dc i mean they've got this email list with thousands upon thousands of names on it i'd say they've got more people on their email list now than the libertarian party even has members it might and be they're so. doing more. And each one of those people are doing more on a weekly basis than any Libertarian Party member yep. is doing on average. So good good on them. And DownsizeDC.org, I uh, give them a hearty endorsement. You know, I, I agree with you. I, um, I take a... I, I hesitate to use uh, terms, harsh terms like slavery when you're talking about the American people. I mean, that's you know, what it is, my here man. Here we are in one of the one of the freest nations it's the on new earth. Slavery. Um, I, I know what you're saying, and yeah. I I think we can make some some arguments in that manner. But um, I think most people would agree that they're that Washington makes too many laws, and that they don't have any responsibility for the laws that they make, and that they don't even read the laws that they make. And I think Downsize DC is doing a really great job there. 800-259-9231 is the SACL CAI toll-free line. Let's compare politicians versus regular thieves. It's an interesting comparison. More on the way. It's Free Talk Live. You can take control. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features on the site, they are free. And if you like the show and want to help support Free Talk Live, you can buy some stuff over at amazon.freetalklive.com. It's Amazon. You know them, the world's largest Internet retailer. You enter Amazon through amazon.freetalklive.com, and Free Talk Live will get a percentage of your purchase. Whatever it is you're buying, brand new, used, 41-plus categories to shop in, you're going to get a great deal on the product you're looking for, and Free Talk Live will get a percentage if you enter through Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. We were talking a moment ago about the idea of slavery, and I suggested that we are in a, you know, we're in a world where there is a new slavery. The plantation is not just a cotton field uh, anymore. It's the entire country. It's every country around the world, at least the, those ones that claim to be free. And they're not free, and I think everybody pretty much knows that at this point. Well, so I, I, I can see that uh, I, I, I see and agree that uh, you know if if you had a slave, you could put him to work and take 100 percent of his the the spoils of his work. And here in this country, uh, with income tax and state ca- tax and uh, sales tax and and property tax and every other tax out there, there there's a list of like 60 of them. Um, they're taking something like 50 to you know 40 to 60% of maybe even more of your the spoils of your work so therefore you're half a slave i can see that they don't force you to go to work you could just sit around and be a bum and then they they'd take they'd care pay of you, you right right but that's sort of the apparatus that they've set up you know the bureaucrats take in uh, wealth money for welfare right. take 70% off the top for middle class bureaucrats to uh, administer this program and then give 30% back to the people who right. are uh, unable or un- 
willing to work. And they don't want you to realize that it's slavery, so that's part of the whole PR. That's part of the public relations that they engage in is to say, well, we're taking this money from you for your own good, see? We're taking this money to help you. Get it? But I don't want your help. And I never asked for your help. And I can support organizations that will take care of people just fine. Much better, in fact. Right. Uh, those organizations, if you look at the Salvation Army, you look at uh, the Red Cross, you look at these organizations. Look at yeah, look at any organization out there. Any one of them does a far better job of distrib- um, distributing the money that they get to take care of people than the government does. The government distributes about 30% of what they get, and most of these organizations distribute something like 60 to 80% of what they get. And some of them distribute 100%. Usually, those are the religious organizations. You know, I found it funny this morning, Mark. You heard the call. I called the local talk show on uh, the station here in Keene, New Hampshire. And there were a couple politicos on the air, and I, I had pointed out a few things to them. And the one of them came back with, what did he say? He said, uh, well, I have come to the understanding that uh, taxes are the price we pay to live in a civilized society. And I came back at him and I said, well, wait a minute, isn't civilization, isn't being civilized, doesn't that mean honoring your neighbor's choices and respecting your neighbor? And and not pointing guns at them, which is exactly what uh, the government, the only thing the government can do in order to collect taxes. Sure, there's nobody standing over you with a gun when you're filling out your IRS form, but... Don't fill out your IRS form and see if some point some guy with a gun doesn't come along and try to throw you in jail. There's a good chance that that uh, very well could happen. In fact, speaking of men with guns, here is uh, a quick quote from Lysander Spooner. It's a little wordy because it was from the late 1800s, but it's pretty much straight English. So here you go. This theory of our government is wholly different from the practical fact. The fact is that the government, like a highwayman, says to a man, your money or your life. And many, if not most, taxes are paid under the compulsion of that threat. The government does not indeed waylay a man in a lonely place, spring upon him from the roadside, and holding a pistol to his head, proceed to rifle his pockets. But the robbery is nonetheless a robbery on that account, and it's far more dastardly and shameful. The highwayman takes solely upon himself the responsibility, danger, and crime of his own act. He doesn't pretend that he has any rightful claim to your money or that he intends to use it for your own benefit. He doesn't pretend to be anything but a robber. Now, he has not acquired impudence impudence enough to profess to be merely a protector, and that he takes men's money against their will merely to enable him to protect those infatuated travelers who feel perfectly able to protect themselves, or don't appreciate his particular system of protection. He's too sensible a man to make such professions as these. Furthermore, having taken your money, he leaves you as you wish him to do. He doesn't persist in following you on the road against your will, assuming to be your rightful sovereign on the account of the protection that he's affording you. He doesn't keep protecting you by commanding you to bow down and serve him, by requiring you to do this and forbidding you to do that, by robbing you of more money as often as he finds it for his interests or pleasure to do so. And by branding you as a rebel, a traitor, and an enemy to your country, and shooting you down without mercy if you dispute his authority or resist his demands, he is too much of a gentleman to be guilty of such impostures and insults and villainies as these. In short, he does not, in addition to robbing you, attempt to make you either his dupe or his slave. So there's a big difference, actually, between a common thief and the politician. They don't do their own dirty work. You know, you can talk to people. uh, When you start talking to people about government, you'll find uh, people of all different stripes out there. 
But uh, well, something that I find most interesting is the people that say that government is nothing but a gang. And I think it's absolutely true that the government is, in fact, the gang that took over. Now, this gang... Many of them don't realize they're gangsters, though. Yeah, absolutely true. Um, now, and and I, I'm sure that many good people get into politics with the hopes of changing the system for the better. Sure. But um, now, in this gang, it's it's a little different than the, the, the Crips and the Bloods, where I, I don't know, maybe you have to kill a man to uh, get up into the inner circle or something like that. But in in this gang, we elect our leaders. They're not my leaders, and I don't elect them. Well, in this gang, though. Yeah. Um, and, you know, they... Um they they go ahead and then make the decisions for us that we all have to live by. Well, the vast majority of Americans don't vote. You can say that that's their fault or whatever, um, but as far as I'm concerned, an un- uneducated opinion is a crappy opinion, so don't vote if you don't know what the hell you're talking about. Um, secondly, uh, you know, the, um, it's just a majority of the people manage to elect their representative in there as though... In a majority any other, of the voters. Right, a majority of the voters. So what about the 49%? What, they're not represented by this guy that got in there. He's supposedly representing us all. Even the majority and is he's not, not accurately represented because they all disagree on things. Anyway, the whole process is a big sham to cover up what is essentially a, the biggest, uh, the greatest thievery and slavery operation ever known to mankind. Well, Let's, it's it's fear that people have that um, other people cannot take care of themselves. But they can. They, they, they do can. it every day. All right, let's go to your call. Sue is on the line in Grand Rapids, listening on WTKG. Sue, you're on Free Talk Live. Ladies first. Hello, Hello? Sue. You got to turn down your radio. Are you there? I turned it off. Excellent. All set. What's on your mind? Well, um, I, this is a timely topic. Good show. I Thanks. just found you tonight. Oh, well, welcome had... aboard. Thank you. I won't miss you again. Okay. Um, I just like. <laughs> I'm 61 years old. And up until now, up till now um, I think the biggest threat I had was the Cuban Missile Crisis. Now, I, just, I don't know what else has to happen before people snap out of their complacency. You know, this downsizedc.org sounds fabulous, but I've known in my lifetime a lot of people have gotten together and have tried to do anything. And the status, the power status quo in Washington, I don't think it's... Uh, I don't think it can be taken down. I'm with I you. I just think it's... Huh? I, I'm actually with you. I, I like downsizedc.org because I think they're actually making some headway, but it's very slow, and the and I am with you. I think secession is the answer. I think focusing on uh, getting out of the United States is the uh, the proper solution. That's, you know, honestly, I've been looking at that. Either that or the revolution. A, but a, revolutions, a true, you know, revolution but, entails violence, and I don't know if that's what no, we want to do. No, it does. Um, but it's... As far as I'm concerned, it's over. Life, liberty, yeah. and the pursuit of happiness is an illusion that you can you can uh, work at to the extent that you don't rock the boat. Yeah, to the extent that you know the the masters allow you to. Right? Exactly. You know, they give you some lead on your leash, and you can entertain the illusion, which is fine. But it's all uh, just a big sham. Right, which is why we need to shift in the direction beyond just secession because, you know, secession can also be personal. It's not just a state thing. Uh, We can personally secede if indeed it's true that the government is by the consent of the governed, which I don't even know if that's true. But if it is true, then we can withdraw our consent and enter into a voluntary society where we don't have these government people ruling over our lives. And I think you're going to see a transition happening specifically in New Hampshire because of the Free State Project, which will 
we'll talk a little bit more about here, but that may be something that you want to take a look into. So if you care I very about liberty. Well, I would because I, alone by yourself, you can't. I've thought about yep. not paying taxes, but that would be just self-destruction. We've actually got people here in New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project. If you go to freestateproject.org, a number of people here are not paying taxes, and we are prepared to back one another up in the event of something occurring. Head on over there, freestateproject.org, learn more. And Sign you, up tonight, If please. you love liberty, get signed up. If you don't get the liberty thing, learn about that first and then come on board. Thanks for the call, Sue. We appreciate hearing from you and uh, share your concerns. 800-259-9231. DownsizedDC.org is doing some great things in D.C., but really it's a last-ditch effort. More coming back. It is Free Talk Live. You ever have one of those days where everything goes right? First, I get the best parking space at work. Tonight, I have a date with a very lovely Rachel. And today, I gave a killer presentation in Sydney. Finalized a contract in London and demoed our new product in Boston. Online from my desk with WebEx. WebEx lets me take meetings and give presentations from my desk. I just talk to clients on the phone and they watch what's happening on my desktop from their desktop. So I can travel the world and still be here for my date tonight with Rachel. Travel less, meet online. Go to WebEx.com and try WebEx free. Just click the radio graphic and enter promo code 600 to get a free trial and a free webcam too. Remember that code 600 to qualify for the free webcam. WebEx, now part of Cisco and used by more than 5.5 million people every month. Give it a try. Free. Go to WebEx.com and enter the promo code 600. WebEx.com. Free webcams available while supplies last. Terms and restrictions apply. See website for details. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You can bring up whatever you want via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. SACL CAI toll-free line for you. And it's Ian here with you. And Mark. 800-259-9231. Again, live Saturday edition. You bring up anything. Join us online at freetalklive.com. Coming up, we'll talk about one of the worst presidents of all time, Abraham Lincoln. But first, we go to your phone you calls. You better be prepared to defend that statement. You're going to have to defend it, Mark, because you're the expert. But uh, <laughs> we'll get to it here. Uh, John first in Canada. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, John. John Hello, in Canada. John. Hi. How's it going? What's on your mind tonight? Well, you know, uh, boy, I'm hoping I can work this Abraham Lincoln thing into this. But, uh, you know, as maybe one of the voices out here, similar to myself, who hear you guys talking about liberty and and uh, we witness, you know, America's falling into tyranny through failures of uh, understanding just the basics of what uh, justice is in a free society. So you were ta- saying, you guys are saying that they're, they're gangsters in government. It's hard to deny some, uh, that is a, a fact. And uh, people are brought to believe that they can't defend themselves. But if why wouldn't you, or maybe perhaps you guys can clear this up for me, and I'd love to have a discussion. It, you guys do support fair elections, right? So... Why I, I don't support in, government. Right. Why, well, whatever government it is, why wouldn't you support? No, I, I don't the, support government. So Mark you, might you support, don't support elections. Democratic but, elections in any way? No, I don't support people ruling over my life. If I want to hire somebody to tell me how to live my life, I should be free to do that. So if I would like to hire someone to control me and contract for that, then that's fine. But I don't consent to have other people rule over my life. Does that make sense? What if somebody victimizes yourself, steals your house? Well, then well, in that case, that would be the government, crime. right? They like they steal houses. <laughs> well, government so does so steal so houses. So do private mercenary forces that you're suggesting people should hire on your own. We have 
principle, this is what liberty and freedom is that, that you don't aren't aware of. That there are principles that all people share. Nobody wants to be murdered, for example. Like that's number sure. one. There sure. you go. Um, I'm now, with you. I, I would say that I, I'm I'm the small government guy here next to my no government friend, um, who with whom I share a microphone every day of the week. Okay. Um, <laughs> but I, you know, when you think about police, who who are probably a legitimate, uh, if if there is such a thing, legitimate role of government. Right. Got to um, have them some way. They sort of came from. You you know, palace guards and and soldiers. I mean, that's that's where they yeah. you know they 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 evolved from. And don't police, just like their soldier counterparts, really protect the state and not really protect the uh, the individual? That's what I've seen. Well, absolutely. Well, but the thing is, is the state needs to be a reflection of the self. That is, like, if a so if but a how is that how, po- how is that possible? Well, here I'll give you an example. Okay. If a police officer goes out and beats up a woman on videotape. That police officer needs to be treated as a citizen of that society and needs to be charged with, you know, yeah, but that doesn't happen. Pardon me? But that doesn't happen, and there's no right, way. Right, that... and that's a lacking. That's not freedom. If right. You so what you're saying say, is, so you're one of those people that says we just need to elect the right people, and then government no. will work right. No, I'm saying that the person who is elected needs to be fairly, uh, uh, f- fairly there. We have in New Hampshire fairly the election there. was rigged, according to the Boston Globe, and I don't know if you guys have put. So in it's five okay seconds. as long as the elections are fair. It's okay if a despot is elected, right? Well, That's at, okay no, 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 not a despot, but who, like Ron Paul would have won that election if we would have counted the ballots, according to the Boston Globe and the evidence that they've brought forward. But but, but Ron Paul or a spokesman. The hell are you talking about? Ron Paul would. I haven't won seen an anything like that. I mean, they did a recount here, and uh, the, it was off by. Like point zero five percent. Well, you're not well. You're not aware. The Boston Globe they provided um, evidence that sh- showed what they did is they reversed McCain's tally with uh, Ron Paul. And so what are you going to Paul- do? You're going to wave a magic wand, John, and no, no. Uh, try to fix the elections? How are you going to no, no, get no. the society you're looking for? No, no, no. I'm, I wanted Ron Paul to be the uh, actual elected representative, but his spokesman said That's that nice. they wouldn't. I'd like I'm that asking too. you. I'm asking you. What are you going to do about it? You've got a lot of complaints about the electoral process, but you're saying all you need to do is just clean it up. And how are you going to go about that? Go ahead. Well, What's your first vision? First of all, you'd have to arrest those who are responsible for rigging the election. So you'd have to first. But the cops are on the... their side. Yeah, the politicians are the one who no? deci- are the ones who decide who gets arrested. Well, yeah, you have to understand what laws are. Most police officers. They're do their words job on paper, take... John. They're words on paper. That's what they are. Well, you know, yeah. it depends. Like, you know, we have crimes that take, like, uh, the do- doctrine of the National Intelligence Estimate. Like, it's it's on paper that Bush is your ruler, unthinkingly, without th- without evidence to form your own minds. But somebody at the FBI provided Americans the fact that they doctored the National Intelligence Estimate. So Bush was caught lying, and it's a CIA officer who spoke out and said, look, he's lying to How you. How about that? He's it. been caught lying again. I mean, they, they are politicians. They lie right, all the so, time, and right, they're never so held any, accountable, and they never right. will be. But here's the thing, accountable. You can't find a police officer or a CIA officer who in public will say, I don't care if Bush is lying. You're going to die as a, as a victim to tyranny. They can only do it in the shadows, uh, uh, denying yeah. ourselves uh, an opportunity to, uh, to defend ourselves with free, spe- free speech. So if you had a national program or anything, even a national news program, and you go, you know, this uh, Bush has committed an act of high treason. He's, uh, he's conned Congress. Uh, misleading the American people into a needless conflict while closing investigations on What's 9-11 according do? to the FBI. We're on 40 stations right now. What's that going to do? Saying that, oh, a politician has told a lie. He's a bad, bad man. But What's that going to do, the, John? the death of, of many sons and daughters. There's sure all those families has. out sure there. Sure he has. But every right. war, um, every politician in every war sends out the, uh, the, sons, our son, you know, the sons and daughters of the, uh, the, 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 the proletariat, as we are. Um, right. just, you know, the, 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 the working class people, they send yeah. out their sons and daughters to fight and die. I'm right. with you. I would prefer to see a much, much, much smaller government, and I want to see the politicians 
politicians fight their wars and uh, you know d- let's do it at the uh, at Raymond James Stadium and give them both <laughs> yeah. buck knives and How let them fight it out. Sure. I mean I believe in that too. I I I'm actually trying in some ways to to uh, I'm mean, to uh, well I don't know I like martial arts a lot and I'd like to face people in the ring that support Bush in any issue. If you support Bush for Anything, I'll take you in the ring and uh, and I'll beat you senseless because I believe in God and the other person believes in lies and deception. It isn't so much that I want to hurt anybody; it's that okay. I want the public to understand. So you, well, that that will prove to nobody no nothing. Um, you know, well, the, no, the fact is, violence, you're going with all, all the no, no, wars no, no. haven't proved anything. John, where is it? Like the things about the de- dead brother, uh, dead sons and daughters. It's their brothers and sisters who are still living today who go. My my son was almost murdered, essentially murdered. Like his, he was conned to believe something that wasn't the true. The history as of uh, the, John, the history of governments has been tyranny and depre- you know, oppression and, and death and, and death. Revolution. And governments have been responsible for the killing of uh, millions of innocent lives around the world in the just the 20th century alone. What is it you're proposing to change here? Because I mean, you've got a lot of critiques, some of which right. are quite valid, but right. I don't understand what you plan on doing about it all. Uh, well, the, the first plan of action is that you have to understand that uh, the, to, to mete out justice, you have to have evidence to form your conclusion. And that's what a courtroom is. You know, if somebody's accused of criminal offense. But the courtroom is offense, in favor of the state. The courtroom is run by the government in okay, favor well, of the government. So how well, are you going to get anywhere the answer, there? And then, and, then just, and then you could comment. Like, okay, so we, we all can recognize that no matter what your political philosophy might be. So now Bush, uh, as been reported by Glenn Greenwald in one of his articles that uh, I can't remember the title, but it's like American citizens can now be arrested without, without evidence, indefinitely held in uh, military uh, bear. Uh, it is true. Rigs. Yep. And, well, that is an act of treason against every American citizen breathing. It's a police you're, state. You're we live in a police state. No, I know, but, you're, yeah. I, but the, my point is is that it's in your authority that that, that, that uh, tyranny is going to be what exercised. Are you gonna, what do you want me to do, go and arrest the, the president? You want to go arrest uh, Bush? I understand. Not a single soldier, not a single police officer, not a single man or woman or child is going to stand in the defense of that. It's only censorship. It's only in darkness that we fear. We go, wait, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Wait, you, when you say the soldiers aren't going to stand in defense of what? Uh, taking an American without any evidence and blaming him for a crime while you close investigations and the real evil guys get away scot-free. Like, that's they, what the Constitution they, says. They did it, though. Um, they, they, they've done it, and they did it with uh, Padilla. Um, right. And they held him for three years. Oh, yeah. And they tortured a whole bunch of people, and Catter was shot in the back. But I don't understand what you're, where you're getting. You're running out of time here. You need to okay, explain well, to me what it is your plan is. It's only our failures to communicate, let's say, on a national show to say, does anybody agree with Bush on this? I mean, the call, uh, the line I don't care dead. if Nobody people do call. agree. I don't care if they agree or they disagree. It's, not, it's a non-issue to me. I want my freedom, and I want freedom for people that want freedom for themselves, and that's right. it. It doesn't involve right. politicians. So my process, John, and thank you for the call tonight, my process does not involve having to go and arrest politicians or beg politicians or ask politicians for favors or whatever, win elections and all that other political nonsense. I think that what needs to happen is people just need to stop cooperating with the system. The system like is Rosa in- Parks did. Right. She just decided one day, I'm not going to stand up and go to the back of the Exactly. Bus. The system is inherently corrupt. It doesn't matter if it's George Bush or Barack Obama or John Kerry or Bill Clinton or whoever, Ronald Reagan. They all get in there and they all increase the size and the scope and the intrusiveness and the expense uh, of government and well, we all uh, get forced at the threat of violence to pay for it and you know, no amount of reworking the system is going to change any of I that. I would concede that it is less corrupt than, say, Robert Mugabe's government, but I still Difference think corruption is corruption. More on the way. You take control and bring up anything. It's the live Saturday edition of Free Talk Live. 
This is Free Talk Live. It's the live Saturday edition of the program. You can bring up anything via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Mark. It's 1-800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The wiki is there. You can get interactive with over 1,700 pages created by listeners just like you. Go to wiki.freetalklive.com and see what it's all about. That's wiki, W-I-K-I, dot freetalklive.com. Dot com. It's the cure for naked. Jumptees.com. Go get funny, sexy, clever t-shirts at jumptees.com. Don't go through life naked. Get jumped. Jumptees.com. Pants not included. Jumptees.com is not responsible for customers not wearing pants. That's J-U-M-P-T-E-E-S dot com. We go to your phone calls about what you want. Nash is on the line in Colorado. Nash, you're on Free Talk Live. Yes. Hello, Nash. How are you doing today? How are you? What's on your mind, dude? Uh, today I was driving back from uh, the city, and I got pulled over by two officers. Oh, boy. Uh, my license plates were stolen about a week ago, mm. and I'm not going to stop what I'm doing and go out of my way to get new plates right away. Mm. And they said that because I didn't have license plates and proof of insurance, I'm not insured, that uh, they would either tow my car and search it there or have me get out, search it, and they'd go easy on me. Oh, boy. And they searched it, and a friend of mine that I dropped off at work and myself. A what? He friended, uh, dropped a friend off at work? Uh-huh. Okay. And uh, myself had some marijuana, a pipe, some other stuff stashed in the car, and I got a pretty good ticket for that. I bet you did. Yeah, uh, and I was just wondering. Well, I first of all, they lied to you about uh, going easy on you, most likely. Uh, yeah, I don't. Absolutely. I don't know if they they would have searched it anyway had they gotten it back to the tow yard. Sometimes they don't search things uh, when they when they get towed. So you know they may have just been BSing you there. I figured that they were, but I just wanted to be safe. But they didn't arrest you for the uh, for the marijuana. They did not, and there were there was like four ounces in there. Wow. Scale some Ziploc bags. You didn't get arrested on that. It must be a Colorado thing, right? Isn't Colorado kind of uh, Denver? Uh, uh, legalized it there for a little while. Yeah, where are you at in Colorado? I'm in Westminster, which has the worst cops. I'm shocked that uh, with all that, they didn't get you on a a distribution charge. I'm honestly shocked as well, but I had a question. Uh, That's why I called in. The cop found my cell phone on my floorboard of my car, and without asking, he went through my text messages, numbers, phone calls, and everything. Mm -hmm. Are they allowed to do that without a warrant? You already gave them uh, permission to search, didn't you? I gave him permission to search, but not. I, I was thinking that the phone was going to be separate. No, if it's in the car, no. then uh, they can search it. I mean, you told them they could search, so that's what they went and did. Uh, so you're screwed uh, there. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. Just say just say no to police searches. Though it's interesting that they did decide to not charge you with uh, with some sort of dealing charge for having the multiple baggies and the scale. Uh, that's uh, so maybe they really did go easy on you, but usually that's just a BS line that they use to get you to agree to a search. There's a good chance that had you just refused, they would have towed the car, and then after the fact, if they'd found uh, marijuana after the fact, you could cha- I mean, you might even be able to challenge that because you weren't actually there. Uh, they could have just I mean it would have been even easier for them to plant the marijuana uh, if they had it all that's by themselves in the situation tow, the tow yard. Sure, I'm speculating uh, here, of course. True. And I have no record other than this, so. It would have been good for me. I messed up, didn't I? Well, uh, well I mean, you, you were in a tough situation. That uh, you know, honestly, having plates, uh, not having plates, is uh, you know, it, it's not good to travel with uh, a quarter pound of marijuana without the proper government 
place. Yeah, I mean, you know, that that's where I'd say you that's made, you you made your mistake. Yeah. Yeah, if you're going to do a protest mistake. of not having license plates and, uh, you know, not having to register your vehicle, which I think that registering a vehicle is is clearly an obvious, obviously only revenue generation. Absolutely. I mean, you can make a case yeah. that every car needs to have some numbers on the back to identify it, um, but you can't make a case that those numbers have to be registered every single year mm-hmm. with some government entity at a, at a, a prodigious cost in some cases. In Florida, it was like 50 bucks, but in, in, up here in New Hampshire, it can be hundreds, depending on how new your vehicle is. You know what you might want to do? Have you gone to see the uh, the Court of Public Relations yet, The uh, that documentary we've been talking about over the last couple of weeks? I have not yet. Yeah, uh, if you are going to go to court on this, uh, you, you said they gave you a ticket. I don't know if you want to challenge it or not. But our friend Sam from the Obscure Truth Network has come out with a great documentary, and you can go and see it at uh, obscuretruth.com. I believe that it's uh, it's linked from there, um, but it's definitely at freekeen.com. Anyway, it shows his adventures in legal land of going to not pay or not not really not 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 pay, but to go and challenge a speeding ticket. Uh, he goes into the court and attempts to ask a bunch of questions prior to the actual uh, the, the the hearing that he was going to have, and the judge did not want to hear about it. He did not want him to ans- to to ask those questions, and they did everything they could to prevent him from doing so. They kicked him out of the courtroom scheduled another date he came back with the uh, the camera again yep. it, it's elucidating it will show you that there's no such thing as a fair trial in the united states right and what's really interesting is that when he came back and it doesn't show it in his first video but when he came back the second time and he had his he had his uh, video camera with him again they wouldn't let him in the courtroom with the video camera and they came to him and they said well you need to either put the camera back in your car or you need to leave it with us cuz you can't bring the camera in the courtroom and sam basically just stood there looked at him and said well uh, i don't know what we're going to do then cuz i need to bring this camera this you is know, the only thing that protects me from your violence and and when you when you think about the bureaucrats it's always the other you know it's always the government people that are saying look if you don't if you don't have anything to hide what are you concerned with why wouldn't you let me search your car? if you don't have anything to hide. Well, if the judge doesn't have anything to hide, why wouldn't he allow a camera in the courtroom? Yeah. Because they know that they run a sham. Yeah, exactly right. So I don't know if you're willing to take this stand. It's a, it, you know, it's a risky one to do, especially by yourself, where you don't necessarily have any other activists around to back you up. But it might be something you'll want to consider. So, uh, so go to freekeen.com, scroll down the page a little bit. It's been a few days since it's been posted. And look for the Court of Public Relations. And I think you'll find it very intriguing. And let us know what happens with your situation. And any lawyers out there, please go look at this. I would love to hear what you've got to say in the comments section. So, Nash, uh, any other thoughts? Nope, that's about it. Well, actually, I did email you about six months ago when I was kicked out of my house by the police. uh, For they, my dad, you're the young man. My sister, I'm 18, and uh, they're dropping the case. Pretty much, it seems like. Well, that's that's good to know. Go check that out and call us and let us know how this uh, marijuana charge thing uh, plays out for you. Will you do that? Okay, thank you. Thanks, Nash, for the call tonight. Appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231 to Puke in New Hampshire on the amp line. Hello, Puke. Hey, how's it going, guys? What's on your mind, dude? I wanted to comment uh, a while back there. I think it was hour one. You were talking about taxation and such. Yes. And um, uh, I know how, like, Ian, you, uh, you were always... Uh, you're interested in like the meaning of words and how words are important, the, the way you define them and such. And uh, I've always thought that the the word taxpayer is uh, an incorrect term um, because you know a, a paying someone who pays is essentially you know you trade money for goods or services, mm. and that's not really correct in my opinion because you're not really you know 
paying sort of denotes voluntarily paying for something. It does. And, and most people do I, voluntarily you know, pay because they don't want to get hurt. <laughs> right, but but I think a better term is tax victim. That's good. Yeah, because, I like that. Yeah. Well, you're a tax victim because if you don't pay, then you're either being defrauded because you think you have to pay or you're being, uh, what do you call it, like uh, threatened if you don't pay. So yeah, I just wanted to throw that out there. The I'd tax victim, I think, is a much better thing to say than taxpayer. I'd say you nailed that one. Opinion. Thank you, Pew. Appreciate it, man. 800-259-9231. That's what the government does is it victimizes everyone under a certain geographical uh, designation. And if you move geographical designations, you find a new government that does the same thing. Our archives, website, and podcast will continue to stay free, but if you think other people deserve to hear this show, consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month at amp.freetalklive.com. Help free some minds. Visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number. The live Saturday edition, you bring up anything, toll-free, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website, freetalklive.com. All the features we give away. Those other talk show hosts, they want to charge you for accessing their websites. Ours has more stuff, and it's free. So head on over there at freetalklive.com. Uh, also, you need to know that if you want to help support Free Talk Live, we need you to vote for the show. Right now, we are the number one show on PodcastAlley.com, and that's good. But it's taken us all month to get to that point so far, for the most part. And we need to solidify our lead. Podcast Alley is the second most popular way that people find this show. The number one is iTunes. We can't really do much on iTunes because there's no real voting system there. Uh, but uh, the number the number two way that people on the Internet find this show is that top that top 10 list at podcast alley so if you go to vote.freetalklive.com you can help pump up our numbers for this month it's only once a month that we uh, that you need to go and do this and it takes you less than a minute all you need your email address go and vote at vote.freetalklive.com then ask a few friends to to vote as well and maybe that'll give you the opportunity to turn them on to free talk live while you're at it that's vote.freetalklive.com we go to your phone calls and talk to brian listening in michigan to wsjm fm hello brian Hello, how are you? Hey there, what's on your mind tonight? Well, uh, I just wanted to let you know, I kind of found you guys accidentally a week or two ago, just uh, scanning through my my uh, car radio, Excellent. and um, heard some of your guys' conversations, and uh, really just uh, love what you stand for. Uh, Thank you. I think I think it's uh, about time we get back to uh, the freedom that America w- was built on. Well, and, uh, hold on, let me stop you there. I, I know it's okay. popular to say that, and I've been guilty of saying it in the past myself. Yeah. But uh, you know, America wasn't really built on freedom because they kind of wrote slavery into the Constitution. So well, let's not okay. go back to that. Let's go and advance. <laughs> let's evolve to the next step and evolve to a truly voluntary society where no one is threatening their neighbors with violence if they don't agree with uh, supporting well, their right. causes. That sounds great. That's more like it because uh, you're absolutely right. I mean, we're absolutely you're felt made to feel like uh, if you don't go with what they say, then you're against them, and that's just wrong. Um, but I have a story about uh, some marijuana. I drove with a friend to Chicago to meet another friend, and he had a lot of marijuana. Okay. We got we got busted with him. Oh no. Um, our public defender said, "Plead guilty. You'll get uh, probation for two years." And sure, and he doesn't have to do any work either. And he doesn't have to do any work. We said, "No, we didn't do anything. We went to court. Uh, we were found not guilty." Oh wow, but, great! 
but yeah, but now we have to. I have to pay to have that expunged from my record. What? And and the guy who Still actually owned the apartment and had the marijuana got two years probation. So uh, you know, I mean, it, it's just it's crazy to think about that. You so know? I didn't know about this. You have to pay if they arrest yeah. you and you're found not guilty if you want it off your record. You have to that pay is them. Correct. That's correct. Cause I did <laughs> get I did get busted for having a joint on me, though so it was use. Uh, and they said, have you ever been arrested for that before? And I, I, I said, no, not thinking. And they said, well, it shows up here. And that was two states away. Um, mm. So it's still on my record, unfortunately. And Awful. that was a large, a large amount of marijuana. Now, Those, I don't know if that's on there or not. but the, These government goons will try any way they can to extract money from people. I mean, you found yeah. found not guilty, and they still found a way to extract money from that's you. That's right. Yep, that's right. Yep, yep. It's an amazing so. gang of criminals, isn't it? it? It is. Absolutely amazing. But hey, I just... Brian, we're losing you, my friend. See you later. Your cell phone okay. cutting out. Great call, but thank you for it. We appreciate you making it. And uh, to those of you out there listening in Radio Land, uh, if you are new to the program and you're liking what you're hearing, pick up the phone during the week or shoot off an email to your local program director on your favorite talk station there and uh, let him or her know that you really appreciate hearing Free Talk Live and that you'd like to hear more of our show because we do it six nights a week. And if you're shocked by what you hear, keep listening because at the very least, we're consistent. We consistently, we'll shock you again. We consistently go out and uh, we, we, we advocate for your freedom every single show. All right, let's continue. Joe is on the line in Tampa listening to WFLA. Uh, Joe, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, how you guys doing today? Hey, what's Good on your sir? mind, Joe? Uh, not too much. Uh, I was thinking about the uh, guy that called in, said that the uh, cops were going to either search his car or tow it mm-hmm. and maybe do a search. I graduated from the police academy in Florida a couple years ago, and if they do it the right way, when they come to tow the car, they'll do an inventory on it. Okay. And it's kind of it's supposed to cover you know the policeman's butts or the towing company's to make sure that nothing gets stolen or anything like that. They call it an, an inventory, but it's it's pretty much a search of your vehicle. They can mm. use anything they find in there. Why is that? Why can they use? Um, I mean, what, according to the Fourth Amendment, you know, I'm I'm supposed to be secure in my person's pa- papers, effects, and all that other good stuff. Why is it that they can uh, uh, take a vehicle that uh, you know I guess is uh, unregistered and uh, search it? You know, I don't know. I haven't actually gotten hired yet. I'm I know still, why. I know why. Because they've got I'm guns still on the real. <laughs> Well, it is I'm, true. I'm so real idealistic that, you know, most people are out, you know, preserving people's rights and stuff. So, Joe, why did you get into policing? What was your motivation? I, you know, people take advantage of other people and do things that are, you know, unfortunately there are laws and people that live there. Some people don't, you know, make the choice to go someplace where, you know, they have more freedom and which, you know, kind of makes them agree to whatever laws they're living under, and the people that take advantage of somebody who's doing what they're supposed to be doing, you know, it just doesn't seem right. And I'm, you know, the idealist, like I want to take the bad guys off the street and make the place safer I for I think that's else. great. I think that's great. I'm glad there are still cops that are coming in to the system who are trying to stop the bad guys. It's just that I wonder, I mean, how do you, how do you define bad guys? you uh, define them only as those who are uh, hurting others and destroying property, or do you define somebody who has an ounce of marijuana as a bad guy, too? You know, it's guys that are doing bad things. I personally, marijuana is a misdemeanor, so cops have uh, discretion on what they're going to do about it. 
Oh, wait a minute. Now, I used to live in Florida. Less than an ounce Uh, is a misdemeanor, I believe. Less than 21 grams, from what I recall, is a misdemeanor. So if I had an ounce of weed or a quarter pound or something like that, then that'd be a felony. What would you do in that case? you got to go by the law of the state and Mm. your policies and procedures. What would happen to you if you just what would happen to you if you just looked the other way? Uh, to tell you the truth, I'm not sure because I haven't gotten hired yet. I don't know what the penalty is for that for a police officer. I, I really I really have to wonder about that because there's a lot of cops out there that are with us. Uh, at least our the viewpoint on this program is to end the war on drugs and to focus on real crimes like murder and rape and arson, things like that. Um, and I think that would go a long way to uh, you know giving cops the the proper respect that they deserve. It's true. It's true. So so a lot of cops are out there that uh, that agree with that viewpoint, but they're scared s-less that something is going to happen to them if they refuse to enforce these bad laws and the the fact is, the war on drugs is bad. It's bad. It's hurting people far more than the drugs themselves uh, would ever possibly uh, be able to hurt the people that use them. And so I would like to see more cops refuse to enforce these bad laws, because until we get to that point, uh, we're going to have more and more innocent people put in uh, in prison cells and more innocent lives being ruined. And certainly, as someone that con- is concerned about uh, the innocent, you must be concerned about that, right? Oh, of course. I mean, if you took the billions and billions of dollars they spend on trying to pe- get marijuana users off the streets, which, you know, like you said, it's not really that harmful. I mean... It's less harmful I than I, alcohol. I think, they should le- I think they should legalize it, like alcohol. You know, don't drive if you're high. But, you know, I know a lot of cops that think marijuana being illegal is stupid. Yep. Well, here's what I would suggest for you. As uh, somebody who's just getting into uh, the system, go to Law Enforcement Against Prohibition. Have you ever heard of those guys? Yes. I actually go to that site fairly frequently. Ah, fantastic. So then you're well aware of it. I'll give out the website for those that aren't. It's leap.cc, L-E-A-P, Law Enforcement Against Prohibition, leap.cc. Uh, you can go there and uh, watch videos and uh, learn more from these great, experienced uh, law enforcement officers that have been in the, um, you know, on the inside of the war on drugs, and they've come out with the understanding that what they did was wrong. They hurt people. They took people's freedom away from them, and they regret it, and now they're doing the right thing, and they're reaching out to other law enforcement officers and saying, hey, this is crazy, this is madness, it's resulting in corruption all over the, the police world, it's resulting in people hating the cops for arresting their friends and their family members, and it needs to end, and I uh, encourage you to be one of the uh, le- relative few, there's only one right now, active duty police officers that actually is a member of LEAP. I hope you will have that courage, and I thank you for the call, Joe. Appreciate hearing from you tonight at 800-259-9231. There's only one cop out there, an active duty, that is a member of Law Enforcement Against Prohibition. All the other rest are retired. Yeah, more coming up. You take control. Bring up anything. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves this live Saturday edition. The toll-free number is 1-800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Mark. 800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that is freetalklive.com, and those features include the archives. If you've missed a moment of the show, you can go click and download right there from the front page of the website. For your downloading convenience, they are totally free and go back for an entire year. Go to freetalklive.com and enjoy on us. If you're remodeling your kitchen or bath, you can purchase knobs, poles, faucets, and towel racks at wholesale prices and support a business that supports Free Talk Live. Interknobs.com can save 10% off of your order. That's the already wholesale price by using code 
FTL at checkout. It's internobs.com, I-N-T-E-R-K-N-O-B-S.com. Get friendly service and wholesale prices for knobs, poles, and more at internobs.com. I got my uh, kitchen done by them, and uh, you know, it's fantastic. Excellent. 800-259-9231. Uh, we continue here with your calls, and uh, we will go to Nico in Illinois. Nico, you're on Free Talk Live. Yeah, um, I pretty much was supporting your guys' like whole, well, pretty much Ian's free market idea yeah. with no government. Um, it's not my time- idea. I'm borrowing it from other people. Go ahead. Okay, well, you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, but the thing is, is like there's certain things that I'm just not sure how it works. All right. For example, throw it um, out there. Like the FCC right now oh regulates re- regulates airwaves, and I'm not talking about um, censorship and and all of that. I don't think that needs to be there. Um, mm. But without the FCC, who is to prevent some person from taking up a bunch of bandwidth with a you know a signal like an FM signal or something like that and just using like 8 megahertz or something like well, that. Well the the the, uh, the power bill might prevent them from doing it number 1 because it would take an awful lot of uh, juice to take up a significant portion of bandwidth like that in any significant and manner. Secondly, um you know they essentially there are stations there currently and you know when we're talking about this fantastic world and I support getting rid of the SCC. I believe that uh, that we can can make it without them. Um, yeah. You know, these, these stations are currently homesteaded on their uh, bit of air um, where they are. They have their, their They've been patterns. there since yeah, whenever. They're there. And so you wouldn't be able to go and just step all over their uh, their signal in that, you know, once you got rid of the FCC because they've already homesteaded that in the same way that... Uh, and they th- could take you to quarter arbitration over yeah, that if they wanted to. There isn't a national uh, organization that manages to watch over to make sure that your property is safe along the you know, little line drawn in the dirt. Right. Essentially, yeah. the, uh, the station has a line drawn in the air of where they can broadcast. Yeah, so, and if you understand how the free, the free marketplace can protect people's property better than this whole governmental system can, then you yeah. understand that you just need to figure out how to apply that to the airwaves. And remember, uh, broadcaster self-interest is to not step on another signal. You want yeah. your signal to be as clear as possible to the receivers, to the listeners. And so if somebody does step on your signal, then you've got a case. You can take it to, again, if it's a government system, you can take it to court. If it's a free market system, you could take it to arbitration. So either way, even under the government system, there's still no need for the FCC because the courts could very easily handle the uh, the homesteading situation. And so what you'd see is there'd probably be a bunch of uh, little stations that would pop up to serve niche interests that may not necessarily have been there before. Probably and not in New York City, but no. certainly the rest of the country, most of the band is open. Plus the fact um, that we currently have a, a radio band as defined by... The government. The FCC, yeah. um, you know, radios can broadcast. You know, a radio could pick up uh, something broadcast below six hundred. Sure uh, you know, on the AM and above uh, six seventeen hundred on the AM, and then below uh, eighty nine point or eighty eight point one on the FM, and above uh, one oh seven nine on the um, the FM. Right. So, I mean, we certainly do not need a bunch of bureaucrats sitting around in Washington, D.C., making decisions about what can and can't go on the radio because it just it ends up. You know what has really happened as a result of this FCC? I understand that there's some people out there that run radio stations 
that would like to think that the FCC is out there protecting them from unlicensed pirate broadcasters who might step on their signal. Uh, but the fact is, there are pirates all over the place, more so now, I think, than ever before. Yes, there are, right now, more and, than ever before. And they're, uh, they're gaining community support, and the reason why is because they're running their operations clean, they're running them to where they aren't interfering with, uh, with nearby stations, and so what really is the big deal? Uh, there is no big deal. It's yeah. just that these people that are in the business believe they're being protected by all these FCC rules. And really, that's, it's Stockholm Syndrome. And I actually wrote an article about this, and it was, I sent it to Talkers Magazine, and it was printed, uh, where I pointed out that these radio owners or managers that believe in the FCC, they're just victims of Stockholm Syndrome in that they believe in their captor. They've come to uh, identify with their captor, and that is the FCC. Look, the FCC extracts thousands of dollars per year from these radio stations. Don't forget the tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands, for a signal. Would you mean to just, just get the, on the air? Just the, the fr- license just to, to get to on broadcast. The air. Yeah, and so they're paying through the nose to the FCC for this so-called protection. When in fact, if they didn't have to pay out all that money, their overhead would be lower. They could, you know, cut their advertising rates and sell more ads to uh, and, to more businesses. And the professionals are still going to be the professionals. You know, the yeah. the, the big stations that are, are going to broadcast what people want to hear. They're going to have the best imaging, which is that uh, you know that stuff. That, yeah, that, you know the stuff that goes on during uh, you know commercial breaks that identifies the station. You're listening to 970 WFLA, the Red Hot Mother, or whatever. I don't know if that's their current tagline. No, I, I don't know. They had, they used to have one where they were beating up somebody. It's uh, Tampa Bay's first news. Boom, 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 boom. And it was really yeah, great. Good but stuff. Anyway, good stuff. Um, they're they're going to have the imaging. They're going to have all that good stuff. And the, the amateurs are always going to be the amateurs. And is all you yeah. have to do is listen to community radio to find <laughs> out what amateurs sound like. Nico, thanks for the call. Yeah, I've Hopefully, listened to community radio before. It's not very... Yeah, no, it's, it's fine. You start I mean, somewhere. If, you know, if, I you know what you're getting. The first night I was on the air, either. Uh, yeah. Hey, Nico, thanks for the call, dude. I hope we uh, cleared that up for you. So these radio managers that believe in the FCC or the engineers or whoever it is that's out there in favor of the FCC, what you need to understand is that the FCC is strangling the radio business. The radio industry, if you, I mean, for our listeners that are not in the industry, and that's 99.9% of them, For those of you who don't know, the radio industry is in quite a fret right now. They're in a frenzy about uh, the new media, right? These new challenges. The Internet's is coming. Well, the Internet is here, and uh, it's... You think it's going to catch on? (laughs) (laughs) Well, not with the Luddites, but with uh, most everyone else. Anyway, the you know they're scared. They're and for good reason. They're scared of these uh, new media upstarts, the internet uh, broadcasters, the podcast world, and satellite radio. They're scared of all these things, but they shouldn't be. Right. They should be embracing it because um, first off, the professionals are still going to be the professionals. It's true. And that's where you know the, the radio is. The internet guys where, wish they had the listeners that the radio stations right. the, the, do. The radio guys have the big listenership, and that's where the professionals so, are. And they should be using podcasts as their pool. Currently, the in radio, smart stations are. I mean, they are coming and they're getting on board and they're figuring that out. But one of the things that's holding them back is the FCC. In that, as I said before, it's extracting serious amounts of money 
from these radio stations. So the podcasters and the other new media can go and they can put anything they want up on the Internet, uh, you know, on YouTube or wherever without having to go to some bureaucracy and beg for a permit in order to, you know, to change their transmitter situation, essentially. They have they are completely unregulated. And so the poor radio industry is, you know, they're suffocating underneath all of the, the you know, this pile of FCC regulations that prevent them from changing the way they, you know, changing their business model and the way they decide they need to do it without having to bow down before a bunch of bureaucrats. And you can look at the difference in the uh, the shows that, say, uh, HBO or Showtime are putting out on cable where there's no um, essentially no FCC mandates there. Um, Versus what's coming out on uh, broadcast television, you can see that uh, it's taken a while. Cable came out in the, what, the early 80s mm-hmm. is when it was, was, it was getting adopted. That's when we got it, right? <laughs> so I don't know when it came out. Yeah. But um, it, it, it's taken a couple few decades, but now they're managing to, to scoot on past, and that's going to happen with the Internet if radio's not careful. And, and re- one of the reasons why radio is so slow to change is because they're insulated from competition. They don't know what it really means to have competition because there's you know just a handful of stations across the town that they have to compete with. So to some extent they have it, but they could have more. Or in an abs- you know, in the absence of the FCC, where anybody with a few thousand bucks or a few hundred bucks can put a station on the air, that's real competition, and it would really make uh, force these stations to be at the top of their game. And now, certainly, the stations that have chosen to air Free Talk Live are absolutely at the top of their game. <laughs> uh, but, but really, having that competitive marketplace would do everything necessary to propel. Uh, innovation forward where new formats could be innovated, new ideas can be played with, uh, the farm team would come back, and it's just as long as the FCC is going to be around the radio business is going to have a tough time surviving and it's going to lose listeners to to the new media. I, I mean, I, I wish that weren't the case and I hope the radio industry gets a clue and figures out that the FCC is not keeping them safe. The FCC is not protecting them. All they're doing is preventing them from innovating and preventing them from running their business in the way and they the think it's right. And the other concern is um, always cussing. Well, if, if we get rid of the FCC, oh, no. people are going to drop the F-bomb on the air. And you know what? Some of them probably will, but I won't be listening to those broadcasts. And that's only if they can find the advertisers to back that up. Because if they are offending their listeners, they're going to offend their advertisers. There will always be uh, beer distributors and tattoo parlors. That's true, but it's tougher. It's tougher making a living there. More coming up. This is Free Talk Live. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronic, photo, cell phone, office product, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supply, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Amazon.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, a great deal, delivery to your door, and a percentage of your purchase will go to Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon through Amazon.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. We're launching in our number three of the live Saturday edition of the program. The toll-free number for you is 1-800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. Again, that's toll-free. Our website is freetalklive.com. Enjoy all the features there. We give them away. Again, that is freetalklive.com. Let's continue with your phone calls. That's what the show's about. And then if we get a chance, we'll jump into the email box. But first, your calls. Uh, We go to Gene, the Christian anarchist in Tennessee. You're on Free Talk Live, Gene. Hello. Hi, guys. Hey, um, you're on the amp line. What's uh, on your mind tonight? 
Well, I haven't yet updated my blog on the China trip, but I plan to do that in the next day or so. So if there's anybody that wants to wait a day or two and check uh, freewebs.com forward slash Christian Anarchist, I should have uh, pictures and everything up at that time. Right now I was going to talk about uh, the double standards. This is just, you know, an informational kind of thing that's kind of interesting about the double standards between the cult members in the United States and the cult members in China pointing their fingers at each other and blaming them for uh, for different things. I'd, and a lot of this I've just gained off of news stories on the Internet, but uh, there's uh, a story where they criticize China for their crackdown on terrorism. So China's not, they killed five terrorists. I don't know if you know that. but I didn't know that, no. Yeah, supposedly terrorists. You know, who knows what they were. But anyway, they, they shot five guys that they're claiming were terrorists over there. Okay. And uh, so they're cracking down on terrorism. So they're, they're learning a lesson, I guess, from us. And so the West now is criticizing China, saying they're overblowing their terrorism scare so that they can crack down on dissidents. Well, that's kind of a double standard because we're obviously overblowing the terrorism scare in this country. Yeah, and isn't that exactly what's going on here? People are, I mean, there are peace groups that have been infiltrated by the cops uh, to supposedly keep an eye on FBI, things. right? Yeah. Right. So, so it's easy for the cult members in this country to see the error of the cult members in China. Mm. And when you they, say cult the, members, you mean the people that believe in the government? Uh, people who believe in government. Right. And then uh, I found another example, just bruise, browsing through the news, of the opposite. Now, there's a, another article I came across where the USA cult members are criticizing or the Chinese cult members are Chinese, uh, criticizing the USA guys for protectionism, uh, unfair protectionism. They're claiming that since we won't sell, uh, or since uh, certain people in this country are prohibited from selling uh, high-tech military stuff to China, that that it's uh, you know we're not, we're being uh, we're guilty of protectionism. Yet if I am a Chinese citizen. And I want to buy a car made in the United States. Mm. Guess what kind of tariffs I have to pay on a USA-made car? Prodigious sure. ones. It's one hundred percent. Wow. So let's say I want to buy that new Dodge Challenger and have it shipped to China. That's a forty thousand dollar tariff on a forty thousand dollar <laughs> car. Mm. Yeah. So well, there's not a lot of imported cars in China. Isn't it that sort? I mean, are you, really, what you're pointing out here is something that has been going on for a long time, and that is this sort of nationocentric viewpoint that uh, my nation or whatever my country that I live in is the best, and all the other countries are uh, substandard, and there's nothing wrong uh, over here, and there's just something wrong with the rest of the world. It's that that team mentality that we see displayed with uh, within America uh, in the political realm of uh, Republicans versus Democrats. My side is right, the other side is wrong, doesn't matter what it is they're saying, it's my team, and you know, I'm with them do or, you know, until the end. Uh, so it's a sort of the same mentality except on a, a, a country or a na- nationwide level, right? It, it's basically a, a tactic used for controlling the masses. And you find the tactic used in China, on the Chinese people, although not as effectively, I would have to say. But it's very effectively used on the American people mm-hmm. well, to make them, uh, you know, wave that red, white, and blue and want to march off to Iraq and kill right, it's very righteous. all kinds of innocent people. Yeah. Now, so far, China hasn't fallen into that, but I do see a trend going that way in China, and, and that's going to be kind of scary if that actually happens, because 
we now have a $235 billion, whatever, trade deficit with China. That does not include the amount of cash on hand that Chinese people have that they have no place else to spend it but back here in the United States, and they're spending it by buying property. We actually have a friend, um, my wife's best friend that she went to college with. Her husband is a very well-known professor in China, and he makes a lot of money. And she makes pretty good money uh, working as a high executive for uh, uh, another company. Okay. The, the bottom line is they've got a lot of money that they want to spend. What are they thinking of doing? They're thinking of buying property in the United States as an investment. With the way because the dollar is the right now, everything's on sale by, by like 30%. That's right. All these dollars went to China, and the only place for them to come back eventually is here. And what do we have to sell? We only have property to sell. Interesting. So when people claim, when they, when they call up and they cry and they moan because all these foreigners are buying our property, it's because of the uh, trade tactics that we've used over the past 30 years that that's happening because we've we've sent you know we we the only thing we've exported basically is dollars they got to come back sooner or later well and it's also the uh, you know the the federal reserve and the uh, manipulation that they have done with the dollar if our dollar was backed by uh, you know something of value like gold or silver like it was at one point and don't give me that great depression crap the dollar stopped being effectively backed by uh, gold or silver in 1913 well before the great depression i don't think gene was going to give you any crap no, gene no, thanks I, for the call i, I know dude. he wasn't it, man. I, i'm just thinking that's where that's what pops into people's mind yeah. and i know there's a lot of people listening um you know, if our dollar was backed by something of value, then you wouldn't see it falling against other currencies. As a matter of fact, it would be, be the best the, in the world. It would be the strongest currency in the world. Why don't other go um, governments do that? Why don't they back their currency by gold and silver? Because it doesn't benefit them. The people in charge print the money and they spend it right. at its current rate and then devalue the currency by adding more to the pool. They benefit from what we call fiat as, currency. As long as they're on top. Yeah. yeah. Let's continue with your calls about what you want. Vince in Indianapolis, listening on WXNT. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Vince. Hello, Mark and Ian. How are you doing this evening? What's Good, on your mind? Okay, I wanted to ask you guys about uh, what do you think of... I got, I got a little case here for the uh, this pizza delivery company. It's called Papa John's. Yeah. And these, uh, what happened was the uh, store delivery person who was working in the retail counter, I guess, at the time, called the police in Westfield, Indiana, about these two gentlemen who had bought pizzas from them. They went home to find the police there from the Westfield police. Found them there. They were charged with armed robbery. They were charged with and armed robbery? Even though they yeah. bought the pizzas? Even though they bought the pizzas. And the police then later determined, well, the gentleman that turned it in, because they had to charge him with false informing and all that. But what these two gentlemen tried to do was sue the pizza company as well as the delivery man. Hmm. And uh, this judge here in Hamilton County, there, Hamilton Circuit Court judge, said that the uh, this had no claim or merit, even though these people were falsely arrested and falsely accused of a crime. That's bizarre. What did they? Uh, how did they? Uh, where did they get the idea of uh, charging these guys with robbery? I don't understand. What was the dispute? Well, it was called in by this, this person that was working at this pizza place, and that uh, the guy later fled the place and they had to track him back down. And so the the, the 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 basically the 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 delivery man was the bad guy here. He. No. 
called in on these two guys. Maybe he knew them. Maybe he didn't like them or something like that and just made some crap up. Uh, I don't see why Papa John should be, you know, in any way responsible for uh, for the actions of an individual uh, delivery man. I mean, if he's out there committing crimes while he's delivering pizzas, uh, that's well, he, they want to. They should fire him, but uh, it's not their responsibility. No, this happened in their store. The guys went. In, the two gentlemen went in there and bought the pizzas. And this guy tried to say that one of the guys had those little fanny packs and thought he was pulling out a gun, which he didn't. He was pulling out his money. He paid for it. Huh. They got it on the video recording tapes. But, see, the judge here said that they ordered that it didn't have no claim, didn't have any claims. The Indiana Court of Appeals overturned the decision to throw it back and ordered it for a set to be tried by a trial by jury. So That's my main point is how does one judge have that authority well they can do whatever they want i mean that's what they do they make decisions and they uh hope that no one will appeal them and and if they do then they get you know then they can be overturned and i i wish them the best of luck in that uh, vince thanks for the call 800-259-9231 the judges don't have real authority they just have a robe and men with guns who are willing to follow their every order more coming up you take control this is free talk live This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. SACL CAI toll-free line. Is Ian here with you? And Mark. 800-259-9231. Join us online at freetalklive.com. The features are free, so enjoy those on us. And they include the Shrine of Female listeners, the dozens of ladies who've taken the time to send us their validated photo, prove they listen to the show. Just go to shrine.freetalklive.com and see what it's all about. That's shrine.freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live is brought to you by the Free State Project. It's your only choice for more personal freedom and smaller, less intrusive government. To learn more about joining the Second American Revolution, go to freestateproject.org. That is freestateproject.org. As we continue with your calls about what you want, we go to George in Arizona. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, George. George, you okay? Hi. Hey. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. What's on your mind tonight? Whatever you guys were just talking about, this whole show means absolutely nothing because we're going to die 2012. In fact, we're going to 2009. Wait, what's happening in, in 2009? Bible, in the Bible, it says that Satan will have a three-and-a-half-year control over the earth. And if 2012 is right and the Bible is right, which it is, <laughs> then, <laughs> then we'll start dying 2009. Yeah. Yeah. So Why don't you just kill can... yourself now? Yeah, that that would send me to somewhere I don't want to go. Really? No, wait, here's Are you, are you Catholic? What? Are you Catholic? No, I'm uh Eastern Orthodox. Oh, well, I, I don't know much about Eastern Orthodox, but uh, it's, t- to my understanding, only the Catholics believe that uh, uh, you know, killing yourself, suicide, will send you to hell. Right. Why would anybody who's a religious person, and I am not, but uh, why would anybody who had that belief system that what you said was Satan was going to rule over the earth for three years, why would you want to go through that? I mean, wouldn't that be pretty awful? Well, yeah, but at the end of the three years, you get to see the earth rebuilt and... Hmm. Being dead. 
So now, Mark, have you ever heard of this viewpoint before? Yeah, I've, I've heard it. it's times called the tribulation. Is and, it the uh, usual? But I, but I thought it was a hundred years. Um, I'm sure that uh, you know people can uh, they can say what they want about now, the the Bible. I know, thought the usual the way they wish. The story was that the uh, they they take all the good Christians away first. Yeah, a lot of people believe that the rapture will occur before uh, the tribulation, and some people believe that it'll occur after. But you're saying that they're gonna just you're gonna have to live through hell on earth, basically, is what you're saying. Yeah, and yeah. I think stuff is already happening because... Yeah, what? Like what? It talks about how people will start having the mark of the devil, mm. and uh, all those who have it will uh, be automatically sent to hell. And anyways... Mm. Now, what is the Europe, mark of the devil? What is the mark of the devil? Uh, you know, it's... No, uh, no, that's why I'm un- asking you. Unholy, it's the unholy trinity of the... The beast from the sea, the beast from the earth, and then Satan himself. But wait, how does that? The, how is that a mark? That doesn't make sense to it's me. Going to be six, you know, it's six six six. Actually, it's six one six. They found the Dead Sea Scrolls, and uh, it, they they differ with the, uh, the the you know the Bible we've been given. Six one six. So you're yeah. saying that well, people are yeah, going to have that like, stamp on their forehead? What's the Messiah's name? Mashiach. Mashiach. No, no. Yeah. What's the Messiah's name? Not his title. Jesus Christ. Nope, it's Yeshua. Now, here's the point that I'd like to make, is that um, you're talking about a book that was uh, translated from a, um, a language to another language, then to another language, and then finally into English. And for a God to hold me responsible by sending me to hell, that's the kind of responsibility I'm talking about. Mm, um, big responsibility. Right. On the translation of a translation of a translation seems really unfair to me. And, and do you believe that God's fair and just? Okay, then, then Wait, why, why would, would he put you through three years of hell? Yeah, why would, why would he do that? Why would he send me to hell if, um, it, it, on a translation of a translation of a translation, a religion that currently believes that its savior, um, it, it, you know, has the name wrong? Well, uh, you know that you said translation of a translation of a translation. Well, I actually speak the same language that Jesus Christ spoke, so... Well, then, does, is that fair? Would God allow you to speak the same language and then I don't? I mean, that doesn't seem fair. We're talking about a fair, just God, right? I don't know. You want to learn it? I could teach you. So. Yeah, it doesn't sound like you know very much. Thanks I don't, for the I'm, call. Not, I'm not that interested in learning it. Thanks. Yeah. I believe, um, you know, that I, I believe there's a God, and but I don't. I, I just don't believe any one of these hocus pocus religions from the past. Um, you know that it to me. Um, Zoroastrianism has just as much claim and validity as uh, Christianity does, or um, you know, believing the the Odinists, the Norse gods, or the Greek sure. gods. Any of these of these uh, religions are pick one. I, I believe that you should be a good person, and I believe the Bible has a, a great deal to teach people. But uh, when you start getting into the dogma of this stuff, there's been two thousand years of mistakes, and uh, you know, the, the people that know a little bit about the Bible can start roasting you in a pit pretty quickly. Now, isn't this just and fair? Isn't this just and fair, God? The same God that allegedly drowned everybody on Earth at one point? Yeah, the, you, you know, now you're getting way, way back there with the Noah story. You know, you're in in Genesis yeah. when uh, yeah, that is what allegedly well, uh, they people claim. were having sex with giants. <laughs> so he had to. 
Whatever that means. Right. Well, like, they were they were having sex with angels, excuse me, and creating giants or having sex with giants, and I don't know. So um, it, it, it's, people having sex with horses, that's apparently not a, a bad right, enough you, Which to you can see on the internet today. Yeah. <laughs> but remember, he gave Noah 600 years to build the ark out of gopher wood. It was uh, three football fields long and uh, five stories tall. So wow. it, it took him a while, considering it's there was no power equipment. Too. Just him and, yeah, well, he, he lived uh, like 900 years. He was awesome. I think he was... But was he 600? Maybe, no, he, he built it in 100 years. Excuse me. He built it in 100 years. He was 600 years old when God came to him <laughs> and gave him the chore. Um, you know, and, and when you start talking about this nonsense, uh, it rained yeah. for 40 days and 40 nights. It covered uh, Mount Ararat. I mean, when you're, t- you're talking about like 10 feet of rain per second, People it's, will believe it's incredible anything, or per though. minute. It, it, They'll it, believe anything. I mean, if mommy and daddy... They're still looking for the ark. If mommy mommy and daddy raised you to believe, you know, fill in the blank religion, then that's what you accept as uh, as truth. If it, if it was Greek mythology, then you'll believe in the, you know, it's, those gods. That's fine and everything. B- believe what you want. Don't get all upset about it. This guy says the world's going to yeah, end. Yeah, the world's going to end. Do not plan on the world ending in 2012. Yeah. How will you feel if you're wrong? <laughs> if you're one of those people... I couldn't people, tell if he was kidding or not. <laughs> I don't know either. I mean, some of them are just... I think he might have been for real. But... Um, well, he said some things, you know, he, he spoke in a language that uh, I wasn't familiar yeah. with and uh, said he was Greek Orthodox. You don't come with that crap off the top of your head. How would, uh, how do you feel if you're one of these uh, crackpots that believes the world is going to end in 2012 and 2013 rolls around and, and it doesn't. you're still here? What is it that you tell yourself? How many of them will actually say, oh, crap, this whole religion thing, maybe I was all mixed up about it, versus how many of them will just start telling themselves another story? Oh, well, they must have gotten the calendar wrong. It's going to be five years from now instead. They're just looking for the next end of the world. Look, um, I, I believe it was I believe it was Paul that said the end of the world was coming soon when they wrote the Bible in you know the first century. So where is it? Where's the soon? I mean, how soon is soon? To me, soon is not 2,000 years. There's no definition of soon that's 2,000 years. It might have been John on Patmos. I'm not sure. But If you're way. sure about the world ending, uh, get in touch with me before 2012, and we'll give you the AMP information. You can just empty your bank account into mine, and uh, we'll take good care of that money for you since you know we're all going to die. More coming up. You take control. This is Free Talk Live. With your help, we can spread the message of liberty around the world. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month now at amp.freetalklive.com. If you can't afford it, keep enjoying us for free. If you can spare the three, visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It's the live Saturday show. You can bring up anything via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. And join us on our website at freetalklive.com where the features are totally free, including the bulletin board system. You can get interactive with a whole bunch of our listeners, over a couple thousand, as a matter of fact, and over 350,000 posts for you to surf around through serious issues to fun stuff. You'll find it all free at bbs.freetalklive.com. That's bbs.freetalklive.com. Continue taking your calls about whatever you want as we go to Paula in Florida. Paula, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hi, hon. Good evening. Hello, Paula. Uh, What's on your mind? Okay. Well, y'all were just talking about 2012. Are you a believer, too? Okay. Wait a minute. I'm from the House of David, okay? Remember that? Yes, ma'am. Anyway, Never go been there. to ancientmanuscripts.com. In 2012, there is a comet coming. And, as a matter of fact, there is books that you were not 
told about that are are there. They're in a book you can get. I've mm-hmm. already got it. Anyway, it's books from Joseph Arimathea, Jesus himself. Also, sounds like a real page turner. Right. I've I've read the Gospel of Mary and the Gospel of Thomas, and I I think the Gospel of Judas. I think I've read those. There's another one that that uh, talks about you know um, 2012, and there is a comic coming called The Destroyer. What's it going to do? Okay, it's in it's in your book of Revelation. Okay, not my book. And it tells you about this. It's angel pick up a stone and throw it. It will be a comic called The Destroyer. Mm, It's going to hit in 2012. And it's going to hit United States. Mm. It will be the city of Babylon, which is considered New York City. Really? Okay. And it will it will hit. And uh, it said that nobody will ever be there again. It will be gone. Is it just going to affect New York or the entire? It will hit. The, it, God calls it the city of Babylon. He, he talks all about it. the musicians will never be there again. I mean, it, it ah. talks about so, it. So We're which book? Right, then. Which book predicts this? I'm I'm sorry. Okay, it's on actionmanuscripts.com, and uh, but it's, uh, it's, it's there. It's not a book of the Bible. It, it's books. That, I'm gonna tell you what happened. Apocryphal okay, these books. These books were written by Joseph Arimathea. There's two books from Jesus himself. There is books from the Egyptians. Damn, there Jesus two, wrote something down. Yeah. Wait. Let me explain. Okay, they wrote these. Okay, they were hidden in the church that Jesus mm. had built in Britain. It's called Glastonbury. Now, how did they? And, how did Jesus get to Britain? <laughs> okay, let me explain. Jesus went to Britain. He's a Jesus, lot. man. He loved Britain. And matter of fact, he went to India. He went to his, he went with his dad, Joseph Arimathea, to a lot of places. Anyway, I thought Joseph, Joseph of Arimathea was the guy that gave Jesus his uh, his, his uncle, tomb. His uncle, okay. okay. And anyway, the thing is that these books were buried at Glastonbury. The Catholic Church tried to destroy them. They sent uh, Longshanks there to try to find them, and he burnt the chapel down, trying to. Which thank God he never got them. They were buried underneath the church so, in a metal box. So let, let's talk about what's going to happen. Your okay. uh, your idea for what's going to happen. Destroyer's so, going to hit, okay? and it's going to take out New York City. But what yeah. about uh, what about Connecticut? What about uh, New Jersey? I didn't mention uh, if you'll get into Revelations, it's in it's in uh, verse uh, it's in chapter nineteen. I'm not going to do that. You're just well, going anyway, to explain it's it. It's there, me. and it talks so, about an angel picking up a stone and throwing it. Yeah, okay, you told us that. But what about Connecticut and New Jersey? Well, I want to know about Philadelphia. Does, do they have another name for, for Philadelphia? I, I know that uh, New York's called Babylon. Do they have like yeah. another name? Say, oh, I don't know, uh, Luxor for uh, for for Philadelphia. <laughs> No, it just mentioned the city of Babylon. Okay, okay? and it would never. Now, how did you figure out that it was New York City? Because if it, 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 it talks about, if you get the new printing, see, my family deciphered the Bible for King James. Okay, I'm not going to do that. And You're just going to have to answer the question. It had to be redone because in my family history, it tells about they didn't understand a lot of the Greek, the Aramaic, and the Hebrew, so they had uh-huh. to go back to the original scriptures. And now we've got the true scriptures. Okay, how does the? But but you haven't answered the question. How do you figure out that it's New York City? Because of what it says about the place, and you'll figure it out yourself. Well, what does it say? You're going to have to it tell us. It tells you about the, the, the musicians will never be there. It's a place where people sold a well, lot of stuff. Well, they have musicians it, everywhere. It describes it a lot. They, they have mm-hmm. selling going on in every city yeah, around mean, the world. This, this is, it talks about the water that it's, it sits on, okay, and all this, but it, it will be New York City. Maybe it's San Francisco. Anyway, when is it going to happen? In 2012, you 2012. say? 2012. So you're saying Paula's prediction. Somebody no, mark uh-huh. this down. They know somebody it's out go to the wiki, already. the Free Talk no, Live wiki. It's out there. They Hold know on, it's Paula. We need, to, we need to make sure that we make a note of this. That you've got your own page on the Free Talk Live wiki. I don't know if you know that, but our, our listeners, uh, you know, they, they, they like Paula. Paula page. So somebody needs to go and write down Paula's prediction. Go, Sometime go in 2012, a- New York City will be wiped off the map by an evil asteroid that some angel has flung at it from uh, from far, far away. Yeah, 
right? But anyway, this is supposed to happen. And Those angels have good aim, by the way. Well, the way they have. Yeah. But anyway, the thing is, I'm what are you going to do? I mean, wait. now how is that going to affect you in Florida? It's not right. I mean, it's just that you know, New York City be wiped off the map, and everything's going to go on. Well, they news. say there's things that are beginning to happen. Okay, I don't know if you're aware of this or not, but it was on coast to coast. Tell me, oh yeah, then it's on. credible. It's on coast and to coast. Anyway, <laughs> they explained there's something is happening out in space now. They said that they believe that we're going to start losing our magnetic fields. And, and Are you Matthew, sure you aren't listening to a coast to coast from 1995 no, listen, with listen, Art Bell? This is in Matthew 24 also. Matthew and says something about magnetic fields? <laughs> okay, we're going to lose it because they said something's on the happening translation, to the sun. Yeah. And they said we're, it's not putting out like it used to. Really? Yeah, and they said that we will lose our magnetic field because we will move more towards the Milky Way. And it tells we're you in the Matthew Milky 24 way. that the Earth is going to pass away. It's going to pass. And, okay. All right. So it's going to get too cold. To is that the idea? The sun's going to kind of burn out and we're going to freeze to death? Well, by, well, well, they said the earth will just, uh, like Matthew says, it will pass away. The earth will pass away. Well, well we have enough time to build a giant ark? <laughs> we don't need an ark, okay? The thing is, we will leave How here. And matter of fact, there's something Let me bring, that was not... Paula, we've got a call. That, uh, somebody wants to call and talk to you. I think he wants to talk oh, okay. to you at least. Let's, let's bring Steve on, uh, listening in Charleston to WSCFM. Steve, you're on with Paula. I didn't know if you wanted to talk to her, but uh, she's here with you. That's fine. That's fine. What did you have to say to Paula? Anything? Uh, Paula dropped. The Bible Paula's also gone. says uh, not to date set, but it's profoundly wrong. Well, profoundly wrong? I, I heard of... that no man knows the hour or the day, and that, you know, it's just a, well, yes, a waste of that's time. that's true. That is true. We are not... Jesus didn't even know the time in which he was going to come back. But Jesus was um, God, right? Jesus is God. Then how would he not know? It's a triune, it's a triune God. You've got Jesus, the Father, and the Holy Ghost. Yeah, I, I know they came up with that uh, yeah. that, that doctrine in the Middle Ages, but um, I'm, I'm not of the opinion. I think God is God. I'm a Unitarian. Um, so you know, the, the, the Triatarians, they, they took over. They won that little war. I, I, you know, I'll admit that. But the... Um, how can Jesus be God and then not know when well, can't God, when he's God not make up his mind? I mean, can he just you know leave that decision? I guess to you're be right. Made? You know, you could. Well, I don't know. Whatever. So, what do you Listen, think I'm, about I'm this whole end of the world? That, I'm not going to pretend that I know everything, but you know what I do know Paul's is back. his date setting is wrong. Just live your life and don't worry about when the end comes. We're we not going to be able to stop it anyway. We have Paula back on. Uh, Paula, you dropped off for a moment there. Uh, Steve in Charleston says that you should not date set. That's what the Bible well, says. I'm just you... saying that this has been dated, okay? I mean, it's in the information if you want to get it. You can go to ancientmanuscripts.com. What happens to people that go, that date set, Steve? Are they punished somehow? Is Paula well, going to is, suffer? And... Well, no, it's just... I'm sorry, go ahead. I'm just saying that this is information that is there, Okay. On some website, it. yeah. And this so is according Asian to man, a website. He's the one that helped make the movie The Passion with my, Mel Gibson. Oh, okay. And I've anyway, never seen he it. has a whole I history did. of of everything, okay, of the family, everything, and uh, it's an awesome website. So, so it doesn't bother you. Is somebody not in the family? Is there is is there a race of people that aren't in this uh, this family? Hey, you're we're to? all family. Huh? We're all Jacob's kids, okay? Jacob. I don't know. I don't know who he, <laughs> did, he hold is. On. My now, dad's wait, name wait was Robert. Wait a second. Jacob had a brother. Does um you know that that they you know whoever the, did all those people die off? Okay, let me explain something. Well, we, we don't have time for it, saw. Paula. We don't have time for it. Uh, just a real quick question <laughs> for you. Based on my, all right, you plugged that. You know what? Whoever owns that website needs to buy some damn advertising. <laughs> at this point. Paula, no, Paula, I have a question for you. Based on what Steve said. Now, look, I'm just a pantheist out here. I'm not into all this religious stuff that you're talking about. But so I'm just trying to understand it. 
so what you're Steve is telling me that you should not set dates, and the Bible says that. But you're out there setting dates. Doesn't that bother you, Paula? I mean, I'm not setting it. It was there. But you're but you're promoting it. I mean, you're no, talking I'm about just it. Saying it was there. That's Fuck all I'm saying. In. I'm not saying ahead, that Steve. she is uh, the one setting the date. Uh, no, but you know, a lot of a lot of denominations of Christianity try this. The Jehovah's Witness have tried it many times. And, you know, you're not going to be sent to hell for it. You're just going to be embarrassed. I'm just saying it was there. That's all I'm saying. It it never... uh, I didn't do it. It was already there. Hey, Steve, thanks for the call. And Paula, thank you as always. He's right. The Jehovah's Witnesses said Jesus already came back in like 1918 or something. Where is he? I, 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 maybe he's George Bush. He's the decider. 800-259-9231. You can take control. Maybe he was David Koresh. Oh, that would have been a mistake, Shoot, huh? Shoot, we killed Jesus. More coming up. Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control even in these remaining moments of the live Saturday edition. The toll-free number for you is 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It is Ian here with you. And Mark. 800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features are free. So enjoy those on us. Again, that is freetalklive.com. And if you want to help support Free Talk Live, help us get on uh, the radio around the country, help more Internet listeners find the show, you can become an amplifier. Just go to amp.freetalklive.com to get signed up. It costs you 3 bucks a month. You get perks like access to the AMP-only call-in lines, chat room, forum, and more. Uh, we give all that to you if you pony up three bucks a month via any major credit card, PayPal, or some of all uh, some of our alternative options. Get all the details and get signed up and help us out. Help us get uh, Free Talk Live into more ears around the country and around the world. Go to amp.freetalklive.com as we go to your calls. Troy is on the line in Oregon. Troy, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello. Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Oh, uh, I I just caught the tail end of something you were saying about. Uh the ludicrousness of the Great Flood and, and all of that. And um, I'm not a uh, believer that there's any given uh, date and time that we would ever find the end of the world. Uh, it could be now, could be a thousand years from now. But I am actually uh, pretty fundamental in my faith, so I mm. wanted to challenge you on something. Okay. What, what drives your ethical dilemmas in daily life? What, um, for instance... Uh, you sound a little bit, uh, you said you're a pantheist. I'm not totally sure what that means, but I'm, I'm guessing you're not, you're, you're a bit of an atheist. I, I bet, well, there's two people on this show. Uh, my name is Ian, and I, I, I was an atheist as of, well, I don't know, a few years back, and uh, I uh, discovered the sort of the pantheistic viewpoint. And, Mark, you've been in it for a little while longer or, or something similar. Can you describe how you, uh, you would describe I, b- I believe there's a God. I believe, he, uh, I believe he loves you, and I believe we're each a part of him. I wouldn't, I wouldn't answer it that way. I would say that uh, you know, the pantheistic viewpoint suggests that everyone is, if you want to use the term God, that everyone is essentially a piece of God, that there is no uh, one entity, there's no monotheistic uh, entity out there that's deciding what is, what, uh, what is right and what is wrong. Does that make sense? Okay, great. Yeah, I, I, I understand. So let's, uh, let me ask you something. Let's, what is, do, you, do you believe the world is rapidly... Starting to overpopulate, right? Nope, nope. You don't think that? No, not at all. Okay, well, there's no evidence for that whatsoever. Right. I mean, yeah, I I tend to agree, except for the uh, the people who put forth, particularly the diehard atheists, put forth that we are overpopulated, and it's the uh, they use the same formula, the the uh, 
par- parabolic formula of uh, radioactive growth and decay. Okay. Uh, it grows. Our population growth is exponential, so it's going to outpace us eventually, as they as they put it. And so, what I I guess I can't really challenge it because you believe in some sort of higher uh, belief outside yourself. But what I was going to say was... Um, well, no, I actually believe in myself and my fellow man. And I believe in the marketplace and freedom and the voluntary interaction of individuals. And I believe that uh, in a free marketplace, uh, the people in search of profit can solve any problem. So if, if uh, population is, is on the increase, marketplaces can absorb that and scale up as necessary. There is no lack of resources I don't out believe there. God will do anything about any natural disasters. Um, I think that he sort of... Uh, you know, Care less about that kind of thing. We can, I, however, am the Messiah <laughs> in my belief. Nuked China. What's this? Well, what I was getting at, what I was gonna, I was gonna chuck your question out there. What if we just nuke China? That would be violent, and that That's would be mean. wrong. It's bad. You're yeah. wrong. It, it's wrong to hurt your fellow man. Yeah. Does, don't you agree? Oh, I, I do agree. I'm, I'm playing devil's advocate. Why? Why is it wrong? Oh, I see. Because um, it, it, because God must have made what's right and what's wrong, right? <laughs> no, because um, r- what's right and what's wrong is essentially what you would want to t- be, want done to yourself. Essentially, right. the golden rule. Having put the golden well, why, rule, why would there why would there be a golden rule? Why is there a golden rule? If, because somebody if wrote it down no. and they expressed what um, you know a system that really really works well. Oh, what was the platinum rule them. though? The, the golden rule well, doesn't always work though, because if you're a sadist, then it doesn't really pan out in that but, uh, but if it's best for all of us if we were to decrease the population by two billion that's two billion less mouths yeah but those people are nuts that believe that uh, we should decrease the population a person that believes that they should be that they that um, the population should be decreased should kill themselves tonight yeah i agree with well, that completely look uh if you well, yeah ki- but that wouldn't that wouldn't be enough that would only be one less mouth uh, hey somebody's it, the, 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 the journey of a thousand miles begins with the first step so go out there if you believe in the population needs to be culled be go the, out there and jump in front of a Gandhi bus said to be the change you want to see in the world so yeah, yeah you, you, you gotta do you, somebody somebody's got to take the first look, step there's no shortage of food in this world if people are having trouble getting food it's because they're being ruled over by despotic governments who are controlling the food that would normally be getting to their mouths so there are plenty of mouths to feed and more than enough food to put into it. To su- so to suggest that there's if, any overpopulation but, okay. is absurd. Right. So let me say this. If there is no God in control, don't these despotic governments need to be in control? Because then the mob would be if they weren't. That's what they are. They but, are the mob. No, wait. Well, but, uh, 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 well, if, if the government wasn't there, a, a gang would be in charge, right? Well, the gang would be another government, wouldn't it? No, the gang would be the government. Right. The government that we have exactly. is, in fact, a gang. So there you go. So, the right. proof, it's, it's, proof positive that we don't need the government. Right. It's the government that's dropping bombs on people. It's the <laughs> right. government that's destroying lives. It's the government that's har- harming people and throwing them in jail cells. Far worse than any gang. Yeah, the government is, uh, I mean, if anything, if anything is ungodly on this planet, it's, uh, it's the government. No doubt about that. I, I tend to agree with that as well. Good deal. Uh, the point I was trying to make, uh, is, well, first of all, I'll tell you, I really do uh, appreciate your show. You're willing to uh, take on a lot of uh, more interesting stuff than the usual talk radio. Thank you. Um, uh, yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. I was more or less trying to point out the uh, the flawed logic of the atheist, and and you know there's nothing wrong with people being part of the kook fringe. I mean, if it if it gives That's them us. their faith or their hope, 
Um, they're just as much free to believe that. Oh, you can the, believe the, whatever kind of crack pottery you want to believe. As long as you don't force it upon another person, uh, then I don't care. It doesn't, it's yeah. none of my damn business. But as soon as you start to uh, create, you know, use the government apparatus to force your belief system down some of, someone else's throats, uh, then, or, you know, force, extract money from them to support your, your viewpoint, then you're going to come up against my opposition at that point. Sure. Now, here's the thing, but what, what faith or religion, or lack thereof, should a government be? Because there should be no government. There should be what? only there should only be individuals voluntarily consenting to interact with one another, and there's no need for a coercive and, state. And the Lord said to him, "Listen, not to all the people are saying to you, it is not you they have rejected, but they have rejected me." What are you quoting right. Bible as their king? God huh. says that you should have no king. And as far as I'm concerned, uh, you know, an elected leader is just as, as much a king. God says that uh, he'll take a tenth of your flocks and you yourselves will be as his slaves. And the Lord will not answer you on that day. God hey, I, hates I'm kings. I'm actually about to set up for uh, church. I've got to run. Hey, Troy, are you listening, on, are you listening in uh, Medford? There on KMD? Yeah, yeah. Okay, very good. I, my yeah. board op didn't get that information. I was just curious. Thanks for the call tonight. We appreciate you coming in here and uh, challenging us. And I certainly appreciate that. God warned his people against uh, you know having a, a government uh, like a king. He warned, he warned, he warned them that, that in well, fact, got democracy, the Mark. government democracy will make you a slave. And it has. Yeah, even if it's de- democratically decided. Yeah, it doesn't slavery really matter how, how you get your king. And it doesn't matter how many people are your king. A king is a king. Philip in Arizona is on the line. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hello, Philip. Hello? Hello? You're on the air. What's on your mind? Uh, I'd like to ask one quick question before. Yeah. Anything. Uh, you were talking about uh, the two things that send people to this website. It's iTunes and what else? Free, uh, Free Talk Live's two top uh, internet, uh, essentially recruiting new listeners, the two top internet things are iTunes and PodcastAlley.com. Okay. Uh where does the vestibule rank on that list? <laughs> <laughs> I don't uh, you know, I don't. I, nobody's mentioned the vestibule. However, they've uh, they, they've been a lot of fun. In We've the past. gotten some new listeners, I'm sure, from the vestibule. I don't know how many of them, uh, and it's a good good question. And I don't. You know what? I don't understand about the vestibule. Which, by the way, for those that don't know, it's an internet forum. How in the hell does anyone follow what goes on there? It's the busiest damn internet forum I've ever seen. You go on the vestibule, and there's like a hundred posts a minute. You couldn't possibly follow it can you explain that to me uh well most of it is crap you just got to find the good stuff to read <laughs> sounds and, like that um, sounds like the problem we have with the free talk live bbs so i i can certainly relate to that but man it's by the time you've clicked to the next page there have already been another 50 posts it's just uh, pretty amazing that you guys can uh, can handle that and uh, more power to you man thanks for the call tonight Hey, it's been Ian here with you. And Mark. We will join you again on Monday night. If you, again, have missed a moment of the program, join us online at freetalklive.com. Grab as many archives as you can handle because we've got a whole bunch of them there and a lot of other stuff for you to get involved with. Mention the BBS and other things, all totally free. So enjoy all that. In the meantime, between now and Monday, have a great weekend, and we'll see you online at freetalklive.com. You ever have one of those days where everything goes right? First, I get the best parking space at work. Tonight, I have a date with a very lovely Rachel. And today, I gave a killer presentation in Sydney. 
finalized a contract in London, and demoed our new product in Boston. Online, from my desk, with WebEx. WebEx lets me take meetings and give presentations from my desk. I just talk to clients on the phone, and they watch what's happening on my desktop from their desktop. So I can travel the world and still be here for my date tonight with Rachel. Travel less, meet online. Go to WebEx.com and try WebEx free. Just click the radio graphic and enter promo code 600 to get a free trial and a free webcam, too. Remember that code 600 to qualify for the free webcam. WebEx, now part of Cisco and used by more than 5.5 million people every month. Give it a try, free. Go to WebEx.com and enter the promo code 600. W-E-B-E-X.com. Free webcams available while supplies last. Terms and restrictions apply. See website for details.